Welcome to Powerful Friends, your casual whirlwind tour through the colorful cast of characters that make up the world of Destiny. Uh, it, we're, tonight we are filming a filming in front of a live studio audience, a very special right. After Dark Darkness Zone episode uh, because, ooh. Ooh, because it's, it's nighttime spooky. and it's spooky. Uh, and uh, this week our powerful friend is Rezal Azir. Let's, let's give a shout out to Rezal Azir. Ah! Shout out to Rezal Azir. MVP. We fucking love Rezal Azir. Everyone loves Rezal Azir. In this house. If you don't, He's... get ready. Because you're gonna. You're we're about gonna, to. We're gonna put the big sell on mm-hmm. Rezal Azir. Yes. This episode. Rezal um, Azir. Who's that? Someone you're gonna love. Coming yeah. right up. Um, I'm joined by Dibs. Hi, Dibs. Hi, it's me. I'm Dibs, oh. uh, and I'm 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 Matthew, of course, um, and we're of course we're joined in spirit by Rezal Zier. Um Yeah, should we, should we do we just want to get into it? Yes. Okay, let's, let's I'm get so, into I'm it. I'm so ready to get into it. Let's, I can't wait to it, climb into this giant mech-sized boy. Oh, oh no. Um, tips. Who is Rezal Zier? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna keep it short this week. Okay. Okay. Rezal Zier is the quintessential jock goth. Oh. Wait, is that it? That's it. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's pretty short. That's all I got. <laughs> jock goth. Two words. Jacques, quintessential. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think you can add the, like, clarifier that, like, top notch. Goat, you know, mm-hmm. jock goth. Yeah, jaw. Um, I, I would describe those as here as the white knight who fell from grace. Um, and then also maybe he was presenting. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I think he was. Hell yeah. Let's go. Okay. Different different energy on, yeah. on that one. I'm glad yeah. we got both sides of the coin there. Yeah. Uh, a weird coin, but yes. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I think we should start with Heart of Most Light. Yeah. That's a perfect um, place to start. Because, uh, I, I, I don't know, like, Rizal Azir in particular is, like, I, I feel like there's not, uh, there's a lot of, like, I, I get the vibe of Rizal Azir. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of, like, um, the stories about Rizal Azir feel kind of uh, vague as far as, like, oh. like I, I mean, like, we know about Rizal Azir and, like, um, the fall from grace, right? Yes. Um, and, like, there's, that. Like, I feel like that story is, is pretty well documented. Um, like, there's a lot of... Uh, stuff there but like oh, Rezal Azir is like kind of uh, um, I don't I don't I'm, I don't use this term lightly is kind of legendary in the sense that like the stories about Rezal Azir are like vague and muddy and and like mm-hmm. the kind of the thing mm-hmm. of like of legend mm-hmm. um, in the same way like you might talk about like uh, um, you know other people sure like, in the, who fall in this you know like those I'd say that's mostly um, true, except for wait, hold on. Oh, that's this is this is me opening my grimoire uh-huh. that I oh, have no. in my lap. Yeah, that has some of the only <laughs> Rezel like talking and hanging out and being a person outside oh. of a legend stories. Oh, that we get. Oh, oh wait, is there is there grimoire specific lore? Uh, no, it's D1 lore that is in the Grimoire. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Um, so we'll get to that, but Heart of Innermost Light, perfect okay. place to start. Can I request, before yes. we do the lore, that we describe the Heart of Innermost Light? Because I think that yes. the visual 
image of this exotic chess piece is critical as we Ab- <laughs> think about the lore and what it means. Um, so Heart of Emma's Light is a is a Titan uh, chest piece exotic. It is a uh, is this a breastplate? Do I know what armor is? Probably. Um, that sounds right. That sounds right. It, the boob cover. It the is bra. It's a, the Titan it's what, bra. Yes, the Titan bra. Um, the super bra because it goes over your bra. Well, because um, the Titan to, to contain the Titan titties, the TTs uh-huh. within <laughs> the, the bra, the TTTs, um, the TTTs, TTTs. Um, it so it is a it's a pretty generic piece of armor, um, but um, there are a lot of like deep gouges, bullet holes in it. It's like. It has extreme battle damage. I would call them uh, fractures. Fractures is a it is literally what they are, but also a great term for them. Um, they it is a piece of armor that has seen so much, um, and is um, perhaps barely holding together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But what's under there, Matthew? What's under the fractures? Well, what's under the fractures is Rizalzir. So, uh, gather around, children, and and listen to the tale of <laughs> Rezlazir. Um, the 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 flavor line, the tagline for this is on the cusp between life and light, between death and destruction. Um, I don't know if it's important what this thing does hmm. in game, but it makes your like grenades good. <laughs> big <laughs> titan energy, yeah, big titan energy. Well, it makes your abilities better when you use. Anyways, he was a man. He'd been another man. Another man before that, and another man before that, and another, another, and yet another. How many lives now? How many deaths? Slaps the heart of innermost light. This bad boy can contain so many men. (laughs) (laughs) This this bad boy is full of men. Full of so many men. (laughs) Fellas, he came to believe that each time his ghost brought him back, he came back a new man. But he was a new man who carried with him the burden of all the lives before him, one after another after another, and each and every one of them weighed upon his shoulders in a way only Atlas could comprehend. But he was a titan. 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 Muscle and might and metal. A mountain of it, they said. That's a good sentence. That is that... a good sentence. I wish they it was uh, they murmured instead of they said, but I'll, I'll take it. Um... There was no burden he could not bear. That's what they said. He nodded and waved away the adulations. He went to his quarters each night in the half tower he had commissioned, and he laid in bed, his feet incapable of stillness, as a thousand million insects scurried their way up and down the sinews of his muscles. Gross, bro. Instigating perpetual and maddening motions that all his muscle and might couldn't stop. I'm, I'm, I never realized how much uh, a m energy was in um, this, this lore entry. Uh, an insurmountable restlessness that prevented what little respite he could find in his nightmare-fueled sleep. Nightmare fuel. Yet he was a champion, a leader, the bright, shining example of all that was good and enduring. Mm. There was a city to build, a species to protect, extinction to prevent, invaders to repel. Wars to fight, lives to live, deaths to die. What was it he said once to one of the newly risen? The light shines brightest in those it consumes? Oh, how he felt consumed. 
Mm, love to be consumed. Love to be consumed I by the light. Yeah. I can't Wait. sleep. Oh no, I'm too consumed. <laughs> Babe, come over. Um, Babe. He stood up from his bed, crossed to the window that framed the entity that had cursed him. Uh, reader, that is the traveler. Though it chose not to speak to him, he knew what it wanted. And the only way to end its curse was to give it what it wanted. To destroy that which would see it destroyed. Maybe then he could sleep. Mm. Hot girl <sighs> shit. Hot girl shit. Hot girl summer with Reg Lazier. Um, I think I think this image of Atlas is like a really key one. Like big yeah, strong man like, suffering. Psych. Yeah. Can we take it to that for just? I'd like. Yeah known we're going into this episode and been mm-hmm. like yeah Rezalazir the the atlas metaphor of what it means to be a guardian and just uh-huh. now when you read it for the first time I was like the f- they don't know who fucking atlas is who the fuck is narrating this <laughs> you know no greek gods who are you who are you narrator <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> also also uh, who wrote this but who wrote see. this Rezalazir fan club yeah um Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can just, I'll, I'll just add, like, I, I have here some uh, snippets I took that are just um, entitled with Rezier vibes. I think we could just tuck, uh, uh, <laughs> we could just touch on the Rezier vibes and then mm-hmm. discuss those vibes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I got one here, let me see, um, where he's just talking about, there's, so in the Grimoire Anthology Volume 1, you get these great stories about, uh, basically... There's two stories. There's one story of Rezil that's sort of like summarizing his fighting style and like what makes him who he is. Yes. Um, he's with not a fire team, which is important to call out. He doesn't call them a fire team. Team. He's with some other guardians. And there's this little quote like Rezil looked back. Go. You can't take the catch alone. Hasa laughed. The ship isn't my target. Rezil had a plan. Hasa hated Rezil's plans with equal parts envy and concern. Lead the skiff's way, he continued. We'll meet. Can't meet if you're dead. Tover shot back. Rezil smiled beneath his helm. Go. He does this very, like, lone gun, I'm just this big, powerful, clever boy. You can't fuck me up. Like, goes mm-hmm. out alone. He basically runs this bit where he uh, walks straight into, um, you know, an Elixney encampment like the like the badass he is and they just shoot him and blow him up and then the captain like raises him over his head being like check it out i killed the big boy and then he like gets his light back and just like crushes them all um i think that there's a couple other things that i want to call out just in terms of like who he is as a person and what his vibes are uh where the fuck is this one that i highlighted it's uh this is in the other moment, so we get this moment that's like, here's how he fights. He just, like, goes in alone and deals with it and is very powerful in that sense, um, but is alone. And then mm-hmm. he uh, goes to the moon, which we'll talk a bit later, but there's just this quote from when he's fighting on the moon <laughs> where it says, you know, this huge knight comes through, you know, its body was thick with ornate bone, a living armor that was one with the beast. <sighs> Rezalazir let out an accepting sigh. Like, just this huge knight shows up and he's just like, <sighs> bitch, please. And then he, like, <laughs> takes out his sick-ass rose hand cannon and just lights it up. And, um, yeah, real real hot girl shit from mm-hmm. Rizal Azir. Um, this is, I, I don't know that this is necessarily important, or, or maybe it, it provides some aspect of character. But um, I, I always, so Rizal Azir is, like, someone you can, one of the few characters in the game you can, like, cosplay as. Um, because uh, you, I, you you get 
you can kind of like get all of yeah. his guns or, or some approximations of it. Um, so Rose is a hand cannon, um, one that will be important. Um, and uh, you I, have I his chest piece. You have his chest piece. You have um, he has an auto rifle. He calls Inferno, which yes, I I said when I when I do the cosplay, I'm just like let me just get a solar auto rifle and I'll just be double primary. That's fine. Um, and uh, we see him with a rocket launcher in a couple in a couple scenes. So you know, which I don't know. Like to me, like because we 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 had like a Halloween raid a while ago. Um, yeah. We did we did the. Um, um, bu- 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 kind of sorrow. Holy shit! Was I doing Jaren Ward for that? I think I was. Um, pa- I believe you. Look at us. Um, but yeah, I, I did. I did Rezal Azir, and I was like, okay, I got Rose. I got uh, a solar solar auto rifle, which I had to swap like immediately because it's not very practical in <laughs> in a raid, um, and a rocket launcher, um, and and heart of a mislight, and and I don't know. It was just, it's just like a lot of fun. He's- you get to like kind of embody the character. Um, he's not, also not just like they describe that. his shaders he wears black and gold like they describe the colors Ooh. he wears and stuff which is oh, which is cool i definitely did that and not uh my own thing but mm-hmm. uh-huh. no i no, yeah. i remember you having some gold i think i think you got it uh, i think i was like a very silver like i was like leaning on the leaning on the white knight uh imagery so it's pretty cool i'm, I'm looking at this this lore too like the lore on on Thorn, um, you know, the nobleman stood and the people looked to him, for he was a beacon, hope-given form, and yet still only a man. And within the truth, there was a great promise. If one man could stand against the night, then so too could anyone, everyone. In his strong hand, the man held a rose and his aura burned bright. Like, come on. Yeah. It's so good. It is It is the... Um, Rezal's ear is like the first... Rezalzir, like the first vanguard, I, I see this sometimes described ascribed to him, but I no. this is kind of fuzzy. I not mean, not wasn't vanguard even... necessarily, but like first. Well, guardian it, first. The in Risen. that kind of he no he he like had a major role in building the early city, right? Like mm-hmm. they described that a lot. They describe him like playing a major role in like helping put shit together. I think it was too. It's too close to the dark age for anything to be real right mm, like there mm-hmm. is no structure there's just people trying to come together enough to survive like all of the Rezal Azir is not at six fronts he's not at any of that shit like this is all we are just trying to put something together um which means that he fights a lot of Elixni uh and is it's very like early days of the city that cusp between the dark age and the city age is I mm-hmm. think right where Jaren Ward and Rezal Azir hang out um and where that character exists yeah uh it fucks me up to think of like people people we meet have met and interact with like new Rezalzir um like Rezalzir is very much like um it it feels like a very mythical character to me um Mm -hmm. and it's like oh like Zaval's like oh Rezal yeah I don't don't like to talk about him (laughs) yeah well because Ares says specifically like Zaval is stressed out about Rezal like yeah. not like in the moment but she's like Zavala doesn't want to see Rezal happen again like yeah. Zavala's worried about that like I imagine I imagine that like when Zavala shows up to help build the city Rezal Azir is the one who hands him a sledgehammer and is like let's go king like I yeah. think that's the energy you know what I mean yeah but Rezal Azir like the vibes that I get from his lore and again 
he's one of my favorite characters honestly i think probably top five which isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily because there's any textual content that backs that up but because i really like um i was talking the other day about how uh fan fiction is something that grows best in a environment where there's a ton of blank imperfect spaces right Mm, like if i watch something and i love every single piece of it i'm not writing fan fiction for it right it's some fan fiction is an act of like filling in blanks in a way that Mm -hmm. feels satisfying and compelling like you're excited to like do that extra work and sometimes that's because the stage has been set so well and of course can never have everything that you're hyped to do that and i think that's what makes rezel one of my favorite characters because it's just like man there's like so little here and yet so much here Mm -hmm. and all the lore we get just conveys this vibe of like i mean they call him the mountain right like he's he's called the mountain like by the people of the city uh by the other guardians he hangs out with and his whole thing is basically like yeah i'm super fucking good and i will carry everything and every single piece of lore we get about him none of it uh comes without that hint of exactly what this what this you know titty plate looks like which are these fractures and cracks just inevitably running through it when you try to carry everything on your shoulders it's it's the uh, yeah it it, it, a a lot of the stuff around like Rosal's ear is like how do you how do you win the forever war um or do you simply endure forever um and you know going back to like the um the read seven stuff we were talking about of just like i am a titan i will endure everything i will hold hold everything together together. yeah Yeah. totally i will be the shield and um shields don't crack so i cannot possibly crack yeah um mm -hmm. and isn't that so funny that like yeah like we we were excited to talk about rezzle after read because in that moment of i can't let anything fall apart and when things start to crack is when reed hears the darkness speak to him Mm-hmm. right um for the first time which is just it's good man i love a titan who's trying to carry the world i think the other thing i appreciated about rezal is he he's sad boy hours like right from the beginning kind of you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he's got this sort of like ugh, there's a wry sense of humor and a um a little bit of a cockiness a little bit of a jock vibe portrayed but it's goth city even at the beginning right like my guy's obsessed with getting up in the middle of the night and looking at the moon, like, and thinking about the existential dread of a forever war. That's mm-hmm. just that's some yearning. good vibes. Yeah, and- just looking at the moon <laughs> and yearning and thinking about the inevitable end of everything and why you were made and how, you know, if you need to save everyone, why couldn't you be just a little bit stronger? It's, mm, yeah, that's good stuff. There's, um, there, there's this line here that, that I see quoted a, a fair amount of just like um uh, this is from uh war without end one of the grimoire cards rezel was growing tired of small wins however meaningful um yeah. and, and just this like this notion of just like you know in, enduring this kind of conflict um and, and you know doing doing fairly well given given the circumstances but the but they're small wins you know it's like you know we won we won we destroyed everyone in this uh in this catch the fallen are still here um mm-hmm. this is not this is not big enough this doesn't change the the stakes of like who we are or like what the city is in a meaningful way um and yeah 
yeah, I, I think that's an important thing to think about as we think about the the long uh, the long future arc of of Razzlezir as a character and um, his I don't know how to describe uh, his relationship to to Dresden, your his alter his ego his yeah. legacy that's a good that's a good phrase well it's two sides to the coin so like um i think this is really important and it only struck me when i was prepping for this episode and i opened up my my grimoire anthology mm-hmm. volume one again okay yeah. so the way this is structured is we get the book of sorrows first mm-hmm. and then we get this second chapter called the burden of light and this mm-hmm. is what the opening to the burden of light says and this this burden of light chapter tells the story of what happened to rezel it's the story of rezel and yor it's not the story of shin yet mm. right <laughs> and the burden of light intro section on the splash page reads if there is light there also must be darkness one revels oh sorry one reveals the other tends it cra- craves it yeah craves it no let me do that <laughs> Carves it. Carves it. Yep. Cramps it. What? Locks it. Cramps it. Locks it. it. Bop, Bop it. it. Twist it. Pull it. One uh, One reveals the other, tends it, carves it like marble to reveal a new shape. There is balance between them. Therefore, to understand the darkness, we study the light. Just as light is connected through space and time, so is darkness. And just as the light has those who serve, who act as hands and heart and will, there are those who wield the darkness in the same fashion. The light healed us, and so we have a responsibility to give it back the lives it has given us. There will be a day when we meet a new kind of guardian, light and dark, power and weakness, guardian and guardian, symmetry. And that's kind of what he achieves, which is fascinating. And this is so early, right? Like, this is like... D1 shit to a certain extent. I think that, when did this book come out? Did it come back this um, first volume? When was this published? So I just saw um, the the timestamps for the Grimoire cards that are uh, pertain to Rezlazir. Yeah. Um, the, actually, the the Thorn stuff might be separate. Okay, um, so this book but is it published starts in, in starts 2019. Yeah, so this book's published in 2019, which I think is just important because I think that, the reason I wanted to call that out is because I think the choice that was made in the the formatting of the book and the fact Mm -hmm. like that's how they end the book of sorrows and introduce this concept and call it out with like it's on a double page spread and it's just like two paragraphs by itself that's like gonna be critical for how we you know move through the story into the future like Rezalazir in this story I think sets a important tone for what destiny is going to be all about in the end which Mm -hmm. which we'll get into more um oh Thorne is base game yeah, Thorn is Thorn is vanility one. Yeah, like from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that's that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's more quotes that we can talk about as we get into the Dredge and Your stuff that makes me feel very. Um, they remind me of some of the thematic hints we've gotten about where this ultimate story is heading that I think mm-hmm. are really interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should we, should we head to the moon? Yeah. Are, let's we, are we ready go. to head to the moon? Let's go to the moon. Let's all go to the moon. Let's all go to the moon. It's going to be fine. And we won't get possessed. We won't get possessed. And we won't get possessed. Let's all go to the moon. And everything's just totally fine. We're great. We're good. 
No weapons of sorrow here. <clears throat> um, Rizal's ear goes to the moon. Um, and do we know, do we know why Rizal's ear was yeah. sent to the moon or was it? He's, he's obsessed. He goes alone because he thinks that darkness is there. There've been like whispers and rumors that mm-hmm. there's, that moon's haunted. Moon's haunted. Don't moon know if is haunted. Yep. Ghost stories on the moon. That, um, that wizard came for the moon. And he keeps like waking up at night and staring at the moon. He keeps being like, what's on that fucking orb? Like, yeah. some shit down there. Y'all, what's y'all going on? Y'all hear about the moon? Y'all hear about I gotta this moon know. Shit? Mm-hmm. So he like, yeah. So he he goes he goes to the moon to check it out. And I think that it's it's important to just call out the fact that he's such a lone operator. You know, he he would have one of those. He wouldn't, but like it's those fucking clan tags we run into. You know, a, a wolf pack of lone wolves. Like just. <laughs> He's always he's always doing shit by himself um, with his ghost, and then he gets to the moon and it's like ooh spooky doorway, <laughs> the doorway like opens, <laughs> ooh spooky witch in the doorway, and she just like gives him the old head to toes like look up and down like okay hot girl shit, uh-huh. and then like scoots back into the dark like mm. ooh it's the it's the you know the video of the man running on the beach like. No, don't follow me, Rezel. No, what? you know the one where the guy's running. No, don't um, don't catch me. But like in a horny way. Uh, Let me see if I can. Mm, no, man but I, I think running I running on okay. beach, but beach man. horny. Beach. Uh oh, no. Man, mm-mm, that's mm-mm, that didn't sex. work. Um, no, it's not um, working the way that I thought it would no, work. This is, Someone must yeah. know. Someone must know what I'm talking okay. about. All right, I, I believe this video you. Video where the guy's running on the beach and looking over his shoulder, like, oh no, don't catch me. Oh no! Someone's sure. gotta fucking know what I'm talking about. Hold on, uh, let me just, let me um, try a different search. Chat, please, um, chat, Google um, uh, uh, horny uh, beach. Mr. X chasing me no, on this the is beach. Mr. X horny beach. Mr. X. Uh, there was a that's good just, meme. That's like, people this is, fucking. This, this, this is, is Mr. just. X do I not have say search on? This is just porn. That's yeah, that's what I got when I first yeah, searched it, and I thought yeah. it was going to be okay, and it wasn't. It wasn't okay. Uh-huh. Yep. No, um, right. no porn on the, on the moon, uh, unless you know <laughs> you've Hold got on. a broader uh, definition. There is moon like kind porn. of Hold wedding on. that on. happens in there. No, nope. uh, the astronauts okay. said they don't fuck. They told us, Matthew. Uh, they said okay. we don't fuck in space. We do and, not fuck. We don't have time. <laughs> that's secret. Those are space secrets. <laughs> You're not allowed to tell. <laughs> Don't speak about the space fucking. Welcome, welcome to uh, powerful friends. After. <laughs> In any case, this wizard, uh, she fucks off. She disappears into the darkness, and Rezel like looks at his ghost and is like, "I'm going. I'm going in." Uh, you wait. You wait here. I'm going in. You wait here. I'm gonna uh-huh. go in there. And Ghost is like, "Shouldn't we?" call someone shouldn't we text from the moon and say mm-hmm. i don't know i saw a kind of sketchy lady she she gave me a an eyeing and then she disappeared into the dark um and uh Rizzle's like yeah you can if you want and like cox shotgun which he doesn't have but that's the energy cox hand in. cannon yeah yeah cox hand cannon cox <laughs> cox arms loads his arms loads punches <laughs> into arms i gotta i gotta go in there and deal with this haunted shit mm-hmm. um and he goes he goes into the moon love to and go he, into the moon and he he does he does the titan thing which is where you fight the hive forever 
Yeah. You, yeah, that's that's the thing that you do when you're yeah. a Titan. That's what you're required to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes in and he like, it's very spooky. Oh no, I know she's here. I'm like trying to like I'm firing my my gun and the, like the blast flashes are like lighting her up a little bit, but she's dodging and laughing. Which what a fun day for her, honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, hot girl summer's like come to my moon. Oh, you think you could shoot to, me? Oh, cut to cut to Zior and just like having a good time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then she, um, she's like toying with him for a little bit, and then she gets right in his face. And there's this quote that I pulled uh, where it says, the demon woman leaned in close and whispered intimately. Rezalazir's mm. ears bled as she spoke. I am the end of morrows, Zior the blessed, Zior the betrothed. I am the coming storm. These are not my words, but prophecy. Your light will one day shatter and die, for now it simply offends. And you, dear, sweet, fragile thing, shall be made to suffer for your transgressions upon this holy ground. Just some Zior ASMR, which I would just like some, in my just life. Just some Zior stuff. Yeah, Pop just for close. friends. After dark. After dark. She's, she, I, 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 um, I enjoy this writing. <laughs> I enjoy the, like, tablespoon of horniness in this just, like, yeah. spooky moon time. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and, yeah, she whispers this in his ear. His ears start to bleed, cool and normal. Um, and and then a whole shit ton of hive come out and mm-hmm. and start fighting. Um, it says Rezel had come looking for the terrors that hid just beyond the light. He had found them, or maybe they found him. <laughs> this this last rumor card is like so. Um, uh, it, it's a style of writing that we we get every once in a while of just like very. It, it's like it's like what if Ernest Hemingway wrote Destiny lore um this is this is the triumphant oh, fall oh man Matthew I was reading this and I was thinking that I was going to talk about how Rezel in these early chapters irritates me the same way Hemingway does we're like <laughs> well yeah okay I was literally thinking this so like uh, Hemingway is a, a great writer I think that uh-huh. his command of language is great um I can't enjoy Hemingway because I always get so irritated with him for just being like Man, there might not be a god, and that's a bummer. <laughs> I'm bummed about that. And this is me being mean to Hemingway. Like, I'm sorry, Hemingway. M- maybe I'm not. Whatever. I-, I don't. I'm not enough of a Hemingway expert to know. Uh, but he's, when I've he's read, dead. you can be mean. <laughs> when I've read Hemingway before, I've been like, Yeah, there might not be a god, buddy. Like, deal with it. Like, uh, my, we all my, know it sucks. It's okay. Fucking next step. Let's go. Let's go. My, my Hemingway impression is like, I'm sad. I'm going to cheat on my wife and uh, remove words from my writing. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to and then mm-hmm. I'm going to get j- super drunk and then yell at everyone who was at the party with me for not yeah. being, quote, a man enough to wake mm-hmm. up hungover and write 200 pages. Like and I'm going to go hunting. Chill the fuck out. In any case, like his whole thing of like, I feel like he's his whole um, the vibes I get when I when I read parts of it that that irk me are like just stuck on this sense of there might be nothing and then not going so what and I feel that kind of obsession with Rezla's year in these early chapters of like uh oh <laughs> like what if <laughs> what if the darkness what if oh no I, I should give more credit to Rezla because at least he like goes through to Haunted Moon and is like I'm gonna try and punch the moon and if I punch the moon hard enough maybe Maybe that'll be okay. Maybe that will appease the traveler. Maybe mm-hmm. everything will be fine. Um, 
which which he tries to do in this endless wave of of hive which like at first it's just the endless wave of hive and he's like killing them with the butt of his gun which okay i guess king and then sure. he breaks out rose and there's some pretty sick descriptions of how like you know the rose blooms light flashes in the darkness mm-hmm. as he like you know unloads on these thrall and acolytes um, etc let me let yeah. me break off this piece the bloom from each shot lit the cavern with flashes of red heat a garden of angry roses blossoming in pointed defiance of this vile hateful kingdom of shadows I gotta just say, thank God it's written, like, if it was written, like, it's so close to being just too much edgelord shit. Like, I think they (laughs) just crossed it by, like, 7% in -hmm. terms of, like, the quality of writing being just barely good enough for it not to be super obnoxious um, Mm -hmm. and for it to still work for me, which it does. It does still work for me. The thing that it's doing here is just, like, um what's a paragraph like every line is its own paragraph which which gives this like very like like boom 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 like uh, i mean it's true this is not this is not this is not an attack on like paragraphs Um, no 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 i like it but but it it gives a a particular cadence which is um very very like gung-ho in a particular way um especially like paired with like uh, there's a lot of like forward sentences yes Um, well it's like Flash of light. What do I see? Bing, bing. Right. Like he's like mm-hmm. popping these. It's like <laughs> it's strobe light writing, right? Like yes, in the, in the darkness of the gunfire. Mm-hmm. I, I I like it, but it's like it's a particular style that like uh it, yeah uh, I I think like it, it's it's used to interesting effect here. Um, but I, if if dust if Dustinger was like this like on the regular, I would I would hate it. Yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> It's it's nice to use when you when you use it. And I think that um yeah, so like fighting the hive classic hive moment here comes mm-hmm. the big boy with the cleaver, mm-hmm. which I've been um I, I've been running a lot of pit and so I was like, Is this uh, is this Zolmak? Zolmak coming through? I think it's a little too <laughs> small. I think Zolmak would be bigger. I think that if Zolmak came through, Rez would be like, I'm gonna actually just turn it around. I'm gonna turn around and go outside. Uh-huh. Um, oh, this but, is this is one of those um the the axe knights that we see in like the Halloween stuff, right? Big cleaver described. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's a Halloween night, mm-hmm. and uh, they show up in other places. But so we get these descriptions of like <sighs> the last thing that stood out to me is like Rezel looks at this knight and is like, "There's this line." Um, Maybe it had been heroic once. Maybe here in the shadows, to the watchful eyes of the wicked woman and her rotting horde, it was a hero still, only for a darker, sinister cause. The thought intrigued Rizzle. And he has this moment of, like, are you just me, but on the flip side of a coin. Mm -hmm. And I think my favorite part about this set of lore entries is that it ends there. We don't see him win or lose. We just hear from, like, a more distant point of view that he does come back eventually, and he's discussing stuff with his ghost about what he saw. And the ghost has a lot of questions. Ghost is like, you know, tell me about what was down there. Tell me about this woman who, like, whispered to you and made your ears bleed. You know, tell me all the details. And he's like, yeah, it seems serious. And he still seems pretty with it, right? And still pretty, like, ready to report the details, etc. Pretty mm-hmm. much himself. But we still don't know what happened down there. And the last thing we see is him taking pieces of bone that he brought out of this darkness with him mm-hmm. and slotting them into his gun uh, uh specifically he's he's grafting the the shards of bone onto rose yes onto rose yes which i feel like i pulled that quote 
Uh, and while he recounted once more the events of his time in the shadows, he took Rose from his holster and began grafting the bone to its steel frame. Just another trophy from another battle won. Grafting's a chill word choice there. Yeah, grafting you know is a when great you when you get choice. a piece of equipment and you just like mm -hmm. press it onto Graft another it. and it grafts yeah. and you think mm -hmm. this is normal, this is fine, this yep. is how materials work. No problems here. It's just it's just grafting on naturally. Why wouldn't it? Um, and and here is the final line of the Resolzir lore, which is, it was only later and far too late that the whis first whispers came and the bones revealed their true jagged purpose yeah love to have a jagged purpose yeah and this uh, is of course when we start talking about i mean this is when the gun starts to turn into thor uh <laughs> thor oh, oh thor. no uh-oh <laughs> no hey thanks. listen if a horse and a frog can be thor then a gun can too <laughs> sure yeah so it's uh, this is when thorn starts to come into existence and we get a lot of descriptions in future lore about like the rose growing thorns right and like this being this being how the gun continues to exist which mm -hmm. is um extra and a bit much but in a space opera way that i love yeah the, uh this actually i i like uh there, there's like a couple different versions of thorn like it's a, it's a gun that has been in d1 since oh, yeah, Matthew, always. are you familiar with that gun uh, listen, I'm a big fan of Thorn. Uh, I I use it all the time because uh, it's they still people. Here's still the use thing: Thorn? people still use Thorn, and me specifically, uh, because they made it <laughs> special for warlocks. They made it special for me, um, and they gave me they gave me a super. They gave me a, a warlock exclusive catalyst, and I love it. And um, hell yeah, it's great. Um, so uh, th this is like from the Grimmer card, and uh, Thorn generally is looks. It is a like if you look at Rose, it is like a shining, gleaming silver hand cannon. It it is yeah. like kind of generic. I don't know that we ever saw it until D two when we did the Lumen stuff. But what's the Dreaming City shader that looks like cool bones that I wear sometimes? Uh, dreaming cast. Dreaming. I think it's a Dreaming cast. Dreaming cast. It looks like it's got just the white from that on it. You know on what I Rose? mean? Rose. Yeah. Oh okay. Am I imagining that? I'm gonna look mm, up Rose now. Maybe I feel like I feel like do that's I the vibe. I feel like it's got this like. I looked up fucking Rose, and what do you think I fucking got? Um, I was gonna say Seal because the first thing that came to mind was Kiss from a Rose. But was it not? Was it just uh, nope? Pictures it was. Of roses? It was just the flower. Um, <laughs> I searched mm -hmm. Rose Gun, and I got a lot of really shitty looking tattoos. <laughs> um, so uh, R Rose is also like oh, Guns and Roses probably. Um, Rose is also Roses are just a good hand cannon. Um, Here, this is like, this, if you look at Rose, you, which you get for a quest uh, in, in D2. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, Wait, this one. Uh, it, it, is, it is, like, plain metal that is, like, very, like, worn away. Yeah, it feels really, like, um, basic, which they call it in the lore, right? They say, like, Rose wasn't anything special. Rezzle's what right. made it special, which I think yes. is great. Yes, it is, it is a plain, plain hand cannon. But uh, Thorn, in in contrast, is like, um, in its default state, is like a, um, it is a like matte black gun covered in spikes, glowing with a like sickly green like light from the in inside, um, and it has a weird spinny thing. Um, I don't know what the spinny thing is about. Okay, um, I'm looking at it's... Rose now. Like, uh -huh. yeah. my guy, where are you getting those? that stuff in 
I guess that's why it has to graft in. There's no like natural place you could just like Mm-mm. slot bones into this thing. You're just pressing those bones I'm, into I, this and they're becoming part of it and you're being like, chill, normal is fine. Thorn, no if you look at the models for Rose versus Thorn, they are they are drastically structurally different in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I'm not totally sure how that how that happened. I'm, I'm gonna do a side by side. Uh-huh. This is going to be just like when I used to draw Helsing fan art when I was 13 and I would pull sure. up the guns to trace yep. them. Thorn. I fucking, yeah, I, it's like the same barrel length. I it's just Googled got Thorn. eyes in it now. Sometimes that happens. Uh, I need an extension that just adds destiny to everything I search um, just to save sure. me the trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Chasing on the um, beach but horny destiny. D- yeah. <laughs> Moon sex destiny. Moon sex um, destiny. Uh, it's, Thorn is also like I don't know, like triangular in a weird way. That's um, those bones. That's those graphs. That's those. It's those bones. That's those um, bones you put welcome, on there, buddy. Welcome to the bone zone, starring Thorn. <laughs> um, just search bone zone <laughs> destiny. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, Matthew. It's at this point in the story where I would like to insert a head cannon. It's Uh-oh. after dark. I'm jumping ahead to the hand yeah, cannon it's zone. Kind of uh, no rules. The hand cannon zone, also yeah. known as the head cannon zone, yeah. because you know. You get yeah. those headshots with your 120s and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where I think, okay, we don't know what happens, right? That This story goes from like, Rezl comes back from the moon, every, everything's fine, everything's not fine. And then mm-hmm. we head into your territory like with uh, shit that happens like on Earth, around Palamone, the stuff that happens around Jaren and Shin, right, in that town. Mm-hmm. I want to pitch a middle zone. Sure. Between those things, okay? Here's what I want to pitch. Early headcanon. Um, Rezalazir comes back to the city. And mm-hmm. he's mostly fine, but he's mm-hmm. a little different, right? Mm-hmm. He's a little bit, you know, different. Staring he's not at, like the other girls. Staring at the moon even longer, right? <laughs> you look at your gut, his gun, and you're like, are those bones on your gun, my gun? He's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. This is normal. Grafting is normal. Yeah. I don't know what your problem is. Uh-huh. Um Runs into Jaren Ward, uh, oh. who I'm going to pitch is a sometimes booty call friend. Okay. Sure. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, Jaren Ward, hunter, like dark age hunter energy, always going out on patrols, right? Always going out to like bring people into the city. The type of person who like you would cross paths with occasionally. You recognize someone who also has hot girl summer energy and you meet up. You know, you, like, fuck discreetly in alleyways sometimes, but that's all it is. But you have that connection. And so Rezel comes back to the city, and Jaren, even though they're not, like, together, and they don't spend all their time together, they still get each other Mm -hmm. and notices something's off. And that's when Rezel starts talking about the your shit, when he starts talking about, like, I think we need to know the darkness better. I think mm-hmm. we need to start going harder. I think we need to start really, really pushing this as hard as we can. I'm thinking about leaving the city. I'm thinking about maybe setting the world on fire. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Or am I? Right? Like, mm-hmm. starts to touch these energies. And this is when Jaren says, you know what? Um, I don't even know why I'm really in the city anymore. Like, I thought I was here because there were people here and connections but this one person who i thought i had like a little bit of a connection with her kind of like got it now they're acting weird i'm gonna actually lean into my hunter instincts and i'm gonna 
not not run. Run's I'm gonna, strong. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dodge. Run. I'm gonna dodge. I'm gonna <laughs> peace. I'm gonna wander the countryside, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. try and just lay low because that's what I feel like I need to do right now. Um, mm-hmm. Because this guy who liked is a strong word, but there was something there, right? There was some connection of purpose and meaning, and now he's all weird and it's sketching me out and I'm going to just turn off my phone, change my number and go out into the countryside and find mm-hmm. and adopt a child. <laughs> uh, as we all have done and at some point in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, Rezel is here in the city and is like, hmm, yeah, he really didn't uh, buy that, huh? He really doesn't think that the darkness is the inevitable answer to everything. He didn't get what I was saying about how this needs to go harder, about how we need to destroy things in order to understand what destruction means, and we need to embrace it because that's the only way we'll get stronger. He didn't get it, did he? He just fucking turned his phone off. Where did he go? Oh, he went there? I'm fucking coming, and I'm going to show you exactly how wrong you are. And that's Hmm. when he shows up at Palamon, and he kills everyone to teach him a lesson. (sighs) Okay, so... Th- this is Rezalzir uh, slash Rezanior is for me a hard character to talk about because there's like um, there is a story that that is like there's like tears of story yeah um, and and in in the sense that it like we we there's an initial story of like Rezalzir was the um, the noble titan who tried to endure everything and felt a darkness uh, under the pressure mm-hmm. um, and became, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of dancing around it, but like became dredging your, did some yeah. bad shit. Yeah. More story happens. We'll get, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, and there is then like, um, particularly like the stuff around the, like the Lumina quest um, kind of like revises that character. Um, or, or if not revises, like those things still happened, but like the reason why they happened is like very yes. muddy for me. Oh, um, it's, yeah, it's, I, I, I feel clear on it, but I hear, I think it's, it's what you, there's an under truth to yes. the story. There's an, there's a, when we look at the thorn lore from D1, right. Which I think is the most like vanilla ass, um, mm-hmm. civilian facing version of this story. It's like. Mm-hmm. Rezalazir fell to darkness. Rezalazir was the best of us, was taken by the dark, turned bad guy, hurt a bunch mm-hmm. of people, did a bunch of bad things because the darkness found him and it was corrupt. And he's a he's a um a fairy tale for all of yes. us to be wary of, right? He's he's, a, he's, he's the a, boogeyman. He's the boogeyman. Don't let yes. this happen to you. Don't fall to the darkness. Don't play to the, don't play with the darkness. If you see someone playing with the darkness, don't let them. Like, call your tell, mom. Tell call, call your mom. Call the call vanguard. The vanguard. Call Zavala. Uh-huh. Mom. Zavala. Yeah. Someone was Mom's playing with darkness over here. So that's like the, um, oh, what's the This word is for the it? first, like, this is the the widely known story. Or, or yes. at least like in, in fiction, the widely known story. It's the wrapper, right? It's the, the smooth icing on the top surface. of. It's the surface level story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like the, I don't want to call it the propaganda, but it's serving a purpose. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like in terms of that. And there is a deeper truth to what. Dredgen Yor, Rezalazir, is trying to do with this mm-hmm. that is, I think, just so fucking cool. It's like one of I, my favorite little ways Destiny lore works, and it's neat. I, I, think, I think we have to go through 
the story. I think yeah. we have to go through that surface level story, and then we can talk yes. about the 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 twists on that afterwards. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, just because this is also like, you know, if you were, um, I you know, I was not there day one, but like if you were like following the lore along, yes. Um, this is kind of the how the story was told in release order of like, oh, here's Thorn, here's who Rezlazir is, here's who Dejanur is. Um, mm-hmm. this is the story. You know it. Um, yes. and then when we get to luminous stuff that 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 gets twisted around a little bit in, in yeah an interesting way i think totally so like first he shows up at the small town of palamone mm-hmm. where a a young boy shin mm-hmm. malfer is intrigued by him another cool loner showed up at town just a little while ago a cool hunter named mm-hmm. jaron ward who ended up gunning down um like a, uh, you know, self-imposed lord of the town when he was acting unjustly. And yeah. so when this new hot shit guy shows up in town, coincidentally, when original hot shit guy Jaron Ward is out on a hunting party, um, Shin's like, who's this cool new guy? I'm intrigued. I'm curious. He seems like a sad man. He seems like a sad loner. Um, and he goes and he stays at an inn. And then he sets the entire town on fire and shoots Shin's dad in front of him. And the only person he leaves alive is Shin, who he looks at before he uh, walks off into the night, basically. Mm-hmm. Real, real boogeyman shit. Real boogeyman shit. Yeah. 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 Super intense. Um, and I feel like I clipped some scripts here, some some screenshots of some lore at some point. But I think there's definitely... At this point, I'm torn between whether he's doing this specifically. There is an element of him knowing he's leaving Shin alive, right? There's a component of, like, this kid is going to live. And mm-hmm. I know this kid is also Jaren's kid. Like, I know Jaren Ward has, like, come into town, turned off his phone, and accidentally pseudo-adopted a child. And this is that child. And I'm going to burn everything and leave this kid crying in the ashes and peace out. Mm-hmm. It's probably implied that some other bad stuff happened before this with him, but maybe not. Maybe um, this is I, the first thing that he does, and then afterwards, there's. I more did bad find stuff. one thing. Um, yeah. A, a purportedly, um, Dredgen Yor, who is who killed um, uh, Pahanin, who was one of um, uh, Kaber's fire team in the Vault of Glass. Oh, I wonder if that. But do you, can you tell if it was before, or after Palamon stuff? Um, it's it's vague. <laughs> man yeah because i feel like this i don't know i feel like knowing if this was first or last is something i'd be curious about it feels like it was part of a rampage like you remember that wonderful ghost stories bit where the ghost is like i feel like you're on a rampage and i feel like i'm not okay with this i like i'm curious if this was the start of the rampage or the end of the rampage i think that could have happened in the middle because like we'll get there but there's a long amount of time where yours is like on the loose and being tracked down by Shin. And there was a lot of time in there for him to continue to fuck up people's lives and, and wreak havoc. The, um, uh, there's this bit from the, um, the books for The Last Word. Um, this is uh, written by Shin. By now you've heard the story. The ballad of Jaren Ward and his last word of Dredgen Yor and Palamon. Uh, and then get ready for a barrage of, of uh, proper nouns. Durga, Velor, North Channel, of Thalor and Pahanan, of our hunt and Jaren's death. So I, I think these are like, you know, I, I don't know that it is, this is kind of one of those like draw map, leave blank spaces things of like, Dredgen did a bunch of bad shit. 
Yeah. Um, did a bunch of like capital E evil shit. Yeah. Um, to the point where like uh, you know in the in the fiction where you're reading about Dredge and Yor, I think they like don't they never name Rezalazir. No. Right. Well, it, it's so always like it's the redacted. man we've struck it. Yes, redacted specifically. So because what they do, and I find this really interesting. So in the book, there are sections that are transcripts, um, which I think are the earliest records of like Dredge and Yor existing outside. And I was, I'm, I'm like, how did these transcripts exist, right? Like, where's the source? Why were these mm-hmm. things recorded? The first one is a whole bunch of Iron Lord seeming types, right, cornering this man they find and intending to, like, rob and murder him and thinking he has some sick guns. And then, of course, he completely flips the script on them and says a lot of just, like, uh you know pseudo lame edgelord shit of like ghost story boogeyman shit of like you know you ever have nightmares boys mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like what are you talking about you better shut up and it's like sorry all your friends are dead and now the only guy that's left is crying um they say like you know your mouth just got your friends dead this is what happens when you bore me um, and I'm so very bored and then the other guy is just like sobbing and he's like sit the fuck down um and just like starts talking to him about um you know i used to think my gun was a rose focusing on its bloom but the bloom is just a byproduct of its anger like this line but the bloom is just a byproduct of its anger like Mm -hmm. are you kidding me you edgelord motherfucker um ever seen a nightmare ever open your eyes and realize the horror wasn't a dream the terror wasn't gone i've seen nightmares they live in the shadows they've been watching (laughs) so uh... Uh, th- this is uh, the the way I often describe Dredge and Yor is like in wrestling terms. Like that's a great, generous way. Yes, I'm here for that. Uh-huh. It, so, like in, in in I'm not a wrestling person, but I uh, I follow game developers on Twitter, so I I have yeah, osmosis so I see a lot knowledge. Of wrestling. I have yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm, similar um, experience. So you know, in wrestling, there are uh, like broadly there is like the face and the heel. There is the good guy and the bad guy. Um, And and oftentimes there's like a lot of drama like structured around like swapping roles and like how characters move between these two kind of like general uh, forms um, and and, and what that means and stuff like that. Um, So like if we're thinking about Rezalzir slash Dredgen Yor in those terms, Rezalzir is a face who had a heel turn and became Dredgen Yor. Yeah. Um, But part part of that uh is also like you know wrestling is um um uh pretend wrestling is playing pretend um and there is an aspect of that here i feel like too where like um you know this notion of like what what are bad guys like oh i know (laughs) they're like this i think that's Um, that's so interesting and so important because this is the thing. There's a generous, there's a charitable and a less charitable way to read this, right? There's mm-hmm. there's an uncharitable way that's like, oh my god, this edgelord writing is so stupid. Um, yeah. In terms of these transcripts that we see, which are Dredge and Yor going around and, and killing these people in this instance, and then talking to his ghost about these things afterwards. And this sort of ties into what I was talking about before. I was like, what are these transcripts, right? Where did these come from? And my theory is that these are recordings made by Dredgenor's ghost. And in the next section, he talks to his ghost and his ghost tries to be like, 
you're still you. You're still Rezalazir. You can come back from this darkness. Every time the ghost tries to say Rezalazir, it's like blanked out and replaced with redacted. And they have this like quite long argument about like, can you still be okay? And he's like, I am okay. I'm better than ever, right? Like the darkness consumes me. I'm my true self. Like, fuck off, ghost. Mm-hmm. I think that um, <laughs> he requested is the wrong word. I think these are intentional ghost recordings of these moments mm-hmm. that are played like a demo reel because the ghost, he lets go. He tells his ghost like, this is my last act of mercy. You can go. Yeah. And the ghost is like, first of all, ghost says, I'm not going to leave you, which I think is really interesting because the ghost did let him go into the moon alone. If ghost had come into the moon with him, who knows if any of this would have happened, but he says, yeah. I'm going alone. And ghost says, okay. And lets him go down there alone. And he comes out like this with the grafting bones. And then he says, in these moments, like when he's in his, you know, dredging yours now coming fully to life. And he's like, uh, he says, consider this my last good deed. I'm releasing you of the burden of my deeds, both done and yet to come. And the ghost says, I will not abandon you. And he says, you will, or I will carve the light from your shell. And you uh, leave the carcass of my first and last friend in the dirt of this dull red world for no one to find. Mm -hmm. So he like kind of makes ghost go. And when you said that in terms of like, the heel turn and the intentionality of the darkness, I almost feel like he's putting on a show because he yes. knows Ghost is going to go back and give these transcripts to the Vanguard, who will then yeah. have them as a record. And it's setting the stage of this farce of who yeah. he's pretending to be for his greater purpose that no one knows except for Shin. So, uh, yeah, I, I think maybe maybe it's not actually that complicated to the to the point where like we have to tell the service all the story because it's it's so like entangled in in like every moment of just like um i it, it seems like dredgen had some aim um which oh is, yeah is kind of kind of comes with the conclusion of of the story but like um it that maybe the maybe the boogeyman wasn't quite so cut and dry boogeyman it's an act it was an act and like dredgen is like putting on like a devil mask to to go and do stuff because like remember Rezalzir is like we're doing all this fighting I've I've done this for so long we're not getting anywhere I think it's I need to do something (laughs) I think the tricky part is I think it's I think it's a little bit of an here's what I think it is I think it's it is an act in the sense that I do think he is affected by the hive when he goes down there. I do think there is an element of the sword logic infecting him that was not something he intended to happen or he consented to happen. I think mm-hmm. there was a component of him being taken by the darkness to a certain extent. And I think the way he spins this, the way he makes the fact that he got taken by the dark into something that is, will, will you know, dig into it in full... But what he's ultimately doing here is using darkness to make light stronger. That's his whole purpose in doing all of this. And yes. I think that, like, that's what makes it so compelling to me is he's able to take the corruption of sword logic coming into him and turn it into, turn the sword logic back on itself and say, okay, if you want me to become a supplicant to this sword logic of the hive, this logic of 
strength beats strength. Everything must die. We must kill each other to prove we are strong. And that is the end of everything is just power and strength over strength. I'm going to turn that around on you and I'm going to use that to make the light stronger. I'm going to use that to make guardians stronger. I'm going to use that to make humanity stronger. Um, and I think that's like the last act of Rezla's year is that purpose shining through the vessel of Dredge and Yor and what the hive corrupted him into on the moon. Yeah. Um, I will, I will become a very sharp thing so that I can make other things sharper so that they can cut me down. Yes. Um, very, very purposefully. Yes. Which, you know, so burns this town down. (laughs) Uh-huh. Jaren yeah. comes back and it's like oh, shit <laughs> like I was really excited to babysit this kid and now I'm his dad for real yeah. fuck like there's just this kid alone covered in ashes being like I think your ex might have showed up I don't I don't yeah. know he, you, like, looked you at me killed for a long you time. killed this child's two dads now I'm his third dad now I'm his third dad yeah. so like yeah so now now Jaren says okay we're gonna hunt him down Jaren mm-hmm. says, like, he's done this. We're going to chase him, and I'm going to put an end to this story, right? Jaren mm-hmm. takes responsibility. Um, and this ends in a moment where we hear this from Shin's perspective, Shin being this little boy, right, who's left behind in the ashes. And Shin wakes up, realizes Jaren is gone, and hears two gunshots. He hears one that he's very familiar with. It is the sound of last word, which is Jaren Ward's gun. And then there's a pause, and then he hears another shot. And that's when he knows that Jaren is dead, um, that Jaren ran away on his own, left the small group of survivors, including Shin, that he took with him behind so that they wouldn't be in danger to go confront Dredge and Yor and try to end it. And all Shin knows is that he failed because Shin's ghost comes back to him with his gun and gives it to Shin. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is some good shit in this fucking moment, Matthew. I'm yes. This, oh, yeah. I'm very excited well, to dig into this. Th- this just reminded me of a thing that um, uh, I put in the headcanon zone for later. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so what we know is that Jaren should not have missed. Yeah. The ghost says this. So there's a conversation between Dredge and Yor and, okay, I'm going to say a ghost after this moment because I think it's, um, I believe at this point, Dredge and Yor's ghost is gone. And this mm-hmm. is this is Jaren's ghost talking to him like he knows him, talking mm-hmm. to him like he's familiar with him. And they're, uh, he knows who he used to be, right? He knows Rezal Azir. And Jaren's ghost is talking to him after he's killed Jaren. Um, and let me see, where is it? There's a line that I think Shin says, where Shin says, Yor wasn't faster than Jaren, and Jaren didn't miss. And I want to find what the ghost says specifically, because it is very, very clear that if Jaren wanted to make that shot, Jaren absolutely could have. Yeah, here's the quote. Um, the ghost says, you've just murdered a good man. He shot first, yet you stand. Guess he missed. He never misses. First time for everything. Mm-hmm. Like, Jaren misses on purpose. Uh, let me just add another quick thing to the headcanon zone. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. If it wasn't for this, I would not have that headcanon that I jumped the line on the headcanon zone 
to mention. Uh-huh. He goes alone to face this man who he knew, who his ghost knows, who chased him down specifically to burn a town around to make him miserable. He goes yeah. alone to look him in the eyes and tell him, I'm sorry, Matthew Wildstein missed that shot. You say, I believe in you. I think you're still you. I think you're still okay. You miss that shot, and then he looks you dead in the eyes, and he fucking puts you down like it's nothing. Uh, hmm. Um, are we, are we, are we, should we just interweave headcanon and interpretation into, into this I as am, we go? I am. I'm drinking my wrestling okay. wine, and I all right. am, like, all the That's way fine. in that space. So, okay. Um, Dredge and Yor has... Uh, a couple civilian body counts, um, but yeah. like specifically two guardian body counts. Um, uh, Pahanin is is one of them, um, and Jaren is is another. Later on, and this is this is a separate thing. Um, we have some stuff about Shin Malfer. Yeah. As as a as a grown guardian man, um, and I I couldn't I. Who who's the dredgen who sacrifices himself to Shin? That's um Callum. Callum. Okay. So Shin is on some other shit later. Um outside of the scope, far outside of the scope. Well, there's just there's so much Shin stuff outside there's of the scope. There's a lot of Shin stuff that we'll get into if we talk about Shin. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but Shin is like hunting down the the dredgen yours of um uh, the would-be dredging yours of the world um those who would fall to the darkness those who would follow the path of dredging your and you know all, all that stuff mm-hmm. and uh is it callum or dredging callum it's um, they're all dredging so like yeah. it's dredging Vale, dredging gray dredging callum they take it as like a surname as part of their research yeah um uh callum callum is a shadow of your um so right. uh Callum is like does some staged shit. Yeah. And sacrifices himself and like lets Shin Malfer kill him. Yeah. Um to like for for, for like a larger purpose of like yeah. okay, this for will attract shit. Yeah. this will attract people who are like you know, this will scare people away from the darkness and and like help us flesh people out who are who are pursuing it stuff like that. I think Pahanin and Jaren are also doing the same shit with with Ridge and Yor. Okay. Say more about that. Okay. Rezalazir is tired of winning small battles. Yes. He wants to win a big battle. Yes. Um, he wants to do something big and dramatic. Um, and he knows a couple people. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he and Jaren meet in alleyways sometimes to um, <clears throat> discuss things. Oh, fuck, um, Matthew. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, and man. um I'm I'm not sure about Pahanin, but I think I think uh-huh. possibly Pahanin is like in the same situation. Okay. Um aren't you tired of not winning all these big battles? What aren't if we you had tired? A, what if we had a plan? Uh-huh. What if we what if we did something? What if we what if we staged a show? I'll be the villain and you'll be the heroes. Mm-hmm. And let's mm-hmm. let's go let's go sharpen us some swords. Um, oh. I, I'm, yeah, I, yeah uh, the direction Yor is, like, so interesting to me because, like, at a certain point, it's just, like, this is all 
this feels like it's all a show. This is all it's intentional. It's all a show. This is yeah. off to some aim. Yeah. And it's like, you know, a, a, a means versus ends Fuck. thing. But like. Fuck, um, Matthew. Oh, my God. You just you just uh-huh. answered the question I had when I was what? reading this. Okay. Ah, yeah. oh, fuck. Okay. Why doesn't Jaren's ghost res him? Jaren's ghost uh-huh. goes to Shin. Jaren's yeah. ghost does not res Jaren. Like, yeah. we have never seen a guardian who doesn't come back while their ghost is still alive. Right? Mm-hmm. Jaren's ghost. Jaren goes down. Jaren is shot. Yor has a conversation with Jaren's ghost. A conversation that is intentionally recorded because we have a transcript of it. Uh-huh. And then the ghost doesn't res Jaren. The ghost goes to Shin and becomes Shin's ghost and turns Shin into a guardian. The only person who we know who has become a guardian without dying, right? Uh-huh. Well, I have my headcanon for that. But, uh-huh. Well, that's true. Yeah, right, right. So they sort of retconned that a little bit, right? So, like, maybe he has that. But in any case, the it's an adoptive ghost, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, Shin's situation is exceptional, right? There's even this part when... We have this transcript of Jaren's ghost talking to Dredgen Yor in this moment, which is wild, where he says, um, I won't let you have the child. That's the ghost. Been long enough now, think he may be a man, which is Yor. You cannot have him. Not yet. I won't let you. That you could stop me is an amusing thought. And then, like, gives the ghost the last word to take to shin and the ghost knows what he's doing the ghost says straight up like you're baiting him like Mm -hmm. you want him to have this because you want him to feel angry you want him to find you with this gun like i want him to be strong stronger than anyone has ever been (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um so uh yeah that's mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. why this is the main thing when i left these i was like why wouldn't he Res him. Why wouldn't the ghost res Jaren? Is there another explanation? Uh, I, I mean, like, yeah, the the go bring this to the boy is one thing, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Was it under threat of of like I'll kill you unless you bring the gun to the boy or? No. Like I, I just read it, and there's no. He's not like I'm gonna put you down. I mean, like he maybe could. But because the ghost is right there, but there's no yeah. explicit threat. He just says like, "Go take it to him." Yeah. Like I, I, I think I think this is a conspiracy, and like everyone is in on it. Um, and it's it's uh, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna do a stage show, and yeah. uh, I'll be the boogeyman, and yeah. we're going to make this small boy into a gun. We're gonna make a boy. <laughs> We're going to make a, a boy into a, into a big gun. We're going to make a gun. We're going to make a gun out of a boy. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we can, we can make weapons, but how do we make, how do we develop the light? A weapon that's how do we train that. yeah. the light? How do we train the light to be something more than it is now? Yeah. The only way you can do that is with, who are the whole bunch of angst with a whole bunch of dad feels? You yeah. never, you ever take all of your confusing dad emotions oh no pour them into a gun oh, no i leave those in a box under my bed um yeah. that doesn't get opened well the next time you open uh, that box there might yeah. be a six shooter there oh Matthew, no and yeah. <laughs> so you got to be careful with that uh-huh uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah so basically like um the the rest of this story the, like this is where the shit that we get directly from your uh somewhat ends we we have 
it, the timeline gets a little confusing because we hear at this point Shin goes on like a messy angsty teen revenge quest right where he's yes. like you killed my third dad yeah. fuck you <laughs> I'm gonna put you down and like goes to find your kills him which we will talk about in more detail and then afterwards like does this shit where he's like you know getting a posse together to try and like sort out and suss out and flush out you know darkness lurking in other guardians and at that point we realize that you're left behind writings and so I guess we should talk about this in terms of the timeline of your because he's the character we're talking about right so even though yeah. this stuff happens later for Shin it's good to talk about like these writings that he left behind and let's, this let's, shit that he was transcribing you know what i mean let's let's do the showdown and then and then we can talk about the writings because i okay. think like that that's like the way in which like we we experience, experience it as players those. yes yeah yeah so <laughs> the showdown I, like, the is showdown's... a lot is it I, I took I'm... a lot of screenshots just because okay. i think there's Uh-oh. a lot i think that okay here's what i'll say is i don't think the showdown is a lot so much as the way shin understands this showdown over time mm-hmm. and the way we're shown it over time yeah is a lot there's there's a lot of um myth, myth making um Rezalazir is a mythical character um yeah. there are a lot of myths and and surrounding him um with all of the everything that 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 like brings with it um of like the haziness the like is that true? That yeah. can't possibly be true. Um, but like, particularly like around the like the final words, like what were the final words Dredge and Yor mm. spoke to Shin Malfer yeah, that different. day on Dwindler's Ridge? Um, and it's like we get a we get a version of it, and then it's like sometimes it's a little different. Yeah, um, I think sometimes it's twisted a little bit. Just totally. I'm just a little twisted. <laughs> so um, let me uh, let me read out this part because I think it's the it's the first. Um, the first blush way it hits Shin's mind, right? Mm-hmm. And then we can dig into the details. So yeah. um, this is Shin. He's finally found him on Dwindler's Ridge, right? Mm-hmm. Is the, the mythic. We love a Western. We love a fucking yes. Western up here in Destiny. On Dwindler's Ridge, he finally finds Dredge and Yor and stares him down. And he says, like, as he's doing this, um, where it starts, the moment of Jaren's death played on repeat in my mind, rapid fire, Jaren's cannon, then yours. Then silence. Long ago, in a nowhere forest out west, Jaren never missed, yet he did. Your then didn't. But Jaren was no easy target. Was your? He hadn't flinched when I pulled steel. No movement. No change in his tone or words. I gunned him down mid-sentence as if he didn't care. He knew I would. Knew I'd draw. Knew I'd fire. So why the talk? Why have words when he knew mine would be loud, mine would be death? Maybe you'll understand this without further explanation, maybe you won't. But the answer is, and it set my course for every moment after, because he believed in me. It's so fucking good. He believed in me. He believed in him. Mm -hmm. It's so good. So, like, the, the, the simplest facts. Shin finds your... Uh-huh. Yor doesn't do shit and Shin focuses all of his anger and rage and vengeance into the very first assimilation of the golden gun and mm-hmm. shoots Yor twice guns him down 
and then he dies. And when he shoots him, he says the words that he heard Jaren say when he killed that man who was controlling their town when he was a little boy, right? Like, not yours, mine, right? Like, my, I'm going to have the last word, not you. Shoots him <laughs> twice with the golden gun. First time golden gun has ever existed. This, like, flaming embodiment of guardian rage and fury and light. <laughs> shoots him. Like, that's the plain facts. Uh, uh, a, a weapon of light that is, like, then... Uh, through means a little unclear to me like then passed down to other guardians yeah yeah i feel like we know and this, this is something we get into more when we talk about shin but we know that shin shin is not <laughs> shin is not a social boy but shin mm-hmm. is a boy who has posses right like uh-huh. i i it's a good question and maybe it'd be fun to do an episode at some point that digs into like how the fuck do super abilities work in terms of <laughs> guardians learning them and passing them on to each other because i think that's just a really interesting um concept and he like creates this golden gun without knowing what he's doing right he's just yes. like i fucking hate you you stole my dad from me it's bam so it, it, the, the the really interesting thing about golden gun and, and the last word is like when you cast golden gun that is the last word. I, I looked. We were we were talking yes. about like it's thorn and last word. I, I was looking at screenshots. It's just the last word. Yeah. Um, so the reason I was saying it's thorn and the last word because is because I think that, uh, Dredge and Yor made that gun right. Like mm. the golden gun doesn't exist without Dredge and Yor, and yes. in that sense, it doesn't exist without Thorn. He and so the, it is that he was the anvil upon which uh, it was. The, exactly. the weapon was wrought. Yes, yes, which um, is why I mentioned that last time. Yes, or the or the whetstone. Um, yes, the love to make guns on whetstones. <laughs> love to make guns on whetstones. Um, sharpen your gun. Um, <laughs> play it's Monster got Hunter. On it, yeah. um, the um, uh, the 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 my my interpretation of like particularly like um, I think it's most obvious with Golden Gun, but like supers are formed through like a mental image yeah. of stuff um this is also maybe just because i'm uh, oh, watching Warlock. watching hunter hunter right now but oh, like okay um sure. there are like when people like manifest things in that it's like they have to have a very like clear like sense memory of it um they have to be able to like conjure the image of it in their head to the point where like there's a character who like makes magical chains and like to do that he has to like like have a chain on him for like a long period of time and like feel it and get to know it and things like that Mm -hmm. so i think like the golden gun is like it is a myth it is like it's a myth everyone knows this story like every hunter is like supposed to know it's part of their mythos yes um and so when they when they conjure it when they tell the story they have it Yes. yes so it's a way of like um like it's a very vivid story Yes. Right. Like uh, even just like reading it for the first time, it's like, uh, I don't know, like I read it and I was like, damn, I want to go watch Westerns. Oh, wait, these yeah. are hmm, uh, Westerns are a genre, huh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch Dark Age Westerns. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Um, give me the HBO show, please. Or just Deadwood because Deadwood's great. Yeah, I, I started. I'll, I'll finish someday. Um, yeah. The uh, the implication there is then like a, a lot of the like conjured things that we see are like a similar thing we, we talked about like dawn blade maybe being like related to osiris um there is like a particular sword it is the dawn blade yeah um and, and like there are different ways of using the dawn blade um yeah. but you know it, everyone has the dawn blade um we just have our own version of it 
Um, well, it's like the, I love this idea that it's it's the folklore that mm-hmm. is the catalyst for everyone's manifestation of that yeah. physicality. Yeah, which um, which is dope as shit. I would love to see like uh, a beginning hunters being like like this, and it's just like uh, it, it's just a horrible, <laughs> ugly manifestation of. It's like no, no, it's uh, sorry, we, I told I told it all wrong. Uh, like they were doing Ark Strider shit early. Like, Felwinter gets taught Arkstrider shit, I think is the earliest uh-huh. Hunter super we know about in canon, um, which is kind of neat. But um, in any case, yeah, super, super fucking sick. So he, so this is, this is, the, this is the, <laughs> the vanilla version of the story, right? Yeah. Shin Malfer, like, faceless hero, like, you know, chosen Avenger of the Light, guns down, Dredgen Yor, with the first yeah. ever golden gun on Dwindler's Ridge invents golden gun and Um, then we hear the flip side of that coin which is what actually happened which is shin being a scared teenager full of just confusing anger and just messiness staring at this man furious not sure why he's like smiling at him and not even drawing a weapon not even trying to defend himself and then gunning him down trying to sound cool, (laughs) Mm -hmm. saying the words that his dad said when he killed people, like trying to make it worth it. And then when he actually guns him down, the last words aren't Shin's, they're yours. And -hmm. they're like whispered through the darkness to him. What, what, what are they? They are nothing ends. (gasps) It's so it's so good. And I, I, I saved this bit um, where Shin's reflecting on this. <laughs> the way we get this in lore is like Shin slowly coming to terms with like <laughs> the fucked up childhood he had. Like uh-huh. how his dad's like played him like fucking putty sculpting a gun out of him. Um, yeah. And um, he says, let me see, where is this bit? Da-da-da-da. Uh, those words were not the abyss. They were not a worm's whisper or a vile promise, nor were they a threat. They were a warning from Azir to me. A fight had ended, but not the fight. He was telling me, warning me, that a journey had ended, but many more were to come. Um, Specifically, they're like from Azir to me, like which tells yeah. me that like Shimalfer sees sees the mask of dredgen yor for what moment. it is yeah also we, we didn't touch on this dredgen yor means like eternal darkness or something like that it which means is just like, like deep pit it's it's so it's, wrestling it's, bullshit yeah yes it, i'm i'm the infinite abyss um i'm 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 the i'm the stuff of nightmares okay real um, talk i think the so... reason that jaren and Raziel uh, rezalazir broke up is because he started coming up being like babe i'm trying out this new kayfabe and trying out this new character <laughs> the eternal abyss and Jeff was like oh but you know what actually i gotta go i just i gotta I go gotta... on a work trip um, a couple of weeks you keep workshopping uh-huh. that i'm sure it's yeah. gonna be fine i'm sure it's gonna be great anyways mm-hmm. don't um my phone might be off but don't worry it's it's fine and then just <laughs> peace yeah. out uh-huh. i pulled this other quote about shin thinking about um when when dredgen dies um 
he and this is this is when they're reflecting later when they're realizing like uh, I think this is actually from Tebin Gray's perspective and Tebin Gray is someone who works with Shin in mm. later years when Shin is under an alias as Dredge and Vale, Vale Orsa to try and like dredge up the darkness in an effort to sort of like sift out guardians that are curious about it so he can murder them because he has no issues. He's doing totally mm-hmm. fine. Um, yep. And this quote from uh, Tebin, as Tebin starts to realize what was happening with Dredge and Yor, says, um, uh, our determination to uncover Yor's full truth was bolstered by new terrifying questions. What if the horrors of Yor's deeds were not the end game? What if his evolution was simply the byproduct of a grander design? What if he was nothing more than a side effect of an ancient arms race and the weapons we feared from days long past were nothing more than touchstones on a roadmap to devastation beyond anything we can imagine? What if, quote unquote, sorrow was just a pit stop on the road to our coming annihilation um overall we get this vibe that like and I, I i get this in a couple of other moments like there's this quote um from the writings that dredgen yor did he like did these like he wrote this he transcribed these hive communications which is mm-hmm. another thing that like feeds into my theory that there was hive shit going on with him right like if he hadn't gone to the moon this wouldn't have been what happened to reza Lazier. the hive were communicating with him and he's trying to write that down like he's transcribing this and this is something that they find later and yeah. one of these transcriptions that i pulled uh tebin gray turns these transcriptions into what's called the seventh book of sorrow which is like an unofficial <laughs> sequel <laughs> to the books of sorrow <laughs> that um is just these these transcriptions that dredge and Yor was able to make and this one is no pain that it may teach you all you never imagined possible there is this thing that comes out in this writing and I'm trying to find the name of it. There is something coming. There is a reckoning that is coming that is like hinted at in all of these. Like, Rezalazir, Dredgenior knows the big shit is coming soon. And this is hinted at in um, some of his writing. This is hinted at in the way that some of the hive stuff is framed. Like, you know, the. Um, what's like the opposite of a revelation uh, of a uh you know what's it called the like coming of god or whatever you know uh, apocalypse right sure. like but in the most um based traditional sense that shit is gonna be here and mm-hmm. reza Lazier, i think what happened down in that pit is reza Lazier sees this understands this for the first time which is sort of what the witch says to him right the witch says you know dear sweet fragile thing your transgressions upon this holy ground. I am the coming storm. These are not my words, but prophecy. Your light shall one day shatter and die. Your light will one day shatter and die. Matthew, what's the name of the 2022 expansion? The, uh, I believe that is, uh, is that Lightfall? I believe it's Lightfall. Believe that's yeah. Lightfall. I think it's so, Lightfall. The, the interesting thing about, like, particularly now that we like can wield darkness in the game and we have a particular understanding of like how it works how guardians use it um you know even just like talking about like uh aisha and shayura um like aisha is like um in the i just read the what is it reese walker lore where like aisha comes back um and like is the hunter using stasis but is just like doing all the good like unimpeachable like like good good guy shit yeah and 
the 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 use of stasis has nothing to do with that um you know it, it is there's nothing inherently evil or corrupting about that no yeah um the you know then to think about like okay well wait dredgen your dredgen your like put a bone on his gun and like succumbs to evil right mm-hmm. um he was warped by the hive right um I, I was looking through like some of the the stuff in the the ishtar database and like the the thorn quest has you like in, in d1 at least has you like sever the gun's connection to the hive so like i think i think there may actually be like a hive hive magic in that gun yeah i'm for not sure. sure if that means anything no uh, I, I, I think I, I think that's just the story like ooh yeah the hive magic got into his brain i think it's still uh, and... that thing where like he uses where i land on it in the end is that Rez Lazier uses the hive influence and insight that he get, he hears the whispers, right? Mm. He hears the whispers of the hive, which is like a direct line to the darkness that allows him to transcribe this stuff, that allows him to sort of like in, have this insight. He uses it as a mirror to reflect back the light and then weld it into something stronger. Mm. Like, I think that's... That's still him shining through. Like, he is still stronger than any of the propaganda, like, gives him credit for. Or You know what I mean? Like, mm. he's still holding it up. He's still pushing the agenda of the light's survival, the light's continued success, and the Guardian's continued survival through that lens Yeah, to try and make it stronger. <sighs> Russell, what are we gonna do with you, buddy? Buddy, and this is this is the <laughs> so I won't I, I won't include this in the fan fiction zone um, because <laughs> uh, because I don't want to recommend my own shit. But I did write a fan fiction exploring this a while ago because it was really intriguing to me, and I wrote it in the style of like one of these transcriptions about like it's fucked up to make a boy into a gun. Yeah, like is that ultimately? right we, we can come down on this in a couple of ways we can come down on this and like Rezalazir's light is shining through and in this he makes the golden gun in this effort to sculpt Shin into the strongest weapon the guardians have to protect them he is bolstering the light he is doing this thing that he always has said he would do which is trying to end the darkness right in that very in the heart of innermost light lore it's like he knows that the yeah. only way to end this is to end it on a grand scale and what that turns into is him making Shin and if the ultimate way that the light serves us is by taking a boy and putting him down on an <laughs> anvil and smacking him with dead dads <laughs> until he turns into a gun. The destiny story. <laughs> right? I mean, what does that say? What does that mean about the traveler yeah. and who the, we are? This this framing of, of um, you said arms race a moment ago and like, that's that's the vibe huh like we'll do anything to get a leg up on our 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 enemies um we will we will uh we will we will put that boy on the anvil we will hit him with dead dads um and he will get a cool super out of it um <laughs> and maybe uh, some two, dark two in fact um yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 
It's fascinating. It's fascinating hey, because I quick, think it really touches on something that, yeah, you go ahead. Uh, you, you might know this. Is the top tree golden gun different from the bottom tree golden gun? Yeah, one of them feeds off precisions and one oh, of Oh, them, I mean, yeah. sorry, I mean visually. I don't think so. Okay. But I wouldn't right. know for sure. So yes, right. he did get he did get two supers out of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. What did what did hunters do for a, a solar super before that? Just like uh, 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 no, that came later. <laughs> no, what if it didn't though? What if they just like forgot about it? It was just like everyone was too in vogue on oh, the golden gun shit. Uh, another another tree um yeah we have this old one knives we haven't used that one in a while um how's that yeah okay yeah it's great i um i mean this is why i love res lazier like i think this is why he's one of my favorite characters because when i first you you get like you said before this surface level propagandizing Mm -hmm. of this mythology of just like boogeyman don't go bad don't let the darkness in you'll turn into res lazier you'll disappoint all of us you'll let everybody down you'll succumb to the darkness and what he's actually doing this entire time is trying to make the light stronger. He's <laughs> out shaxing Shax. Shax wouldn't be this mean. Shax, Shax is a great is dad. A good dad. Shax is a good dad. Um, uh-huh. Our dad well, would never. Uh, dad. Daddy. But, whatever. well. <laughs> you know. uh, sorry. No, I just, just got like. Shax, um, destiny, in any case, beach, uh, sex. Uh-huh. Yeah. Daddy, Shax. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so he is doing all of this to make us stronger and doing it for the light and i think a question that'll be fun to get into at some point when we do like our god gardener Uh, winner winnower episode right is like is is Mm -hmm. the traveler static is the is the traveler an active participant in an arms race or is the traveler is the gardener just this this um stolid stance that does not raise the stakes that does not make investments that just put one card down on the table and said try to beat it if you can and the darkness is the one that keeps raising the stakes and the passiveness of the traveler i mean this is the thing right is the traveler says i believe that people can be good and in that it leaves rezel to say this is how I think we can win right it leaves people to fill in those blanks on their own and sometimes that's done in in messy clumsy (laughs) shitty dad ways but it's done by their choice when they see a thing and make it to the end and it's sort of this like let's see what happens and this is where I think it comes back to that quote that I read that's at the very Mm -hmm. beginning of the of the lore book where it's like there will be light there will be dark there will be um you know, hate, there will be all of these things. There will be two sides of this coin. There will be symmetry. And I'm just going to uh, put put a flag in the ground to say that I think the only natural outcome of symmetry is or, cancellation. Or um, charging up all your and, arc seekers and then just going to town. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what will happen at the end of Lightfall. We, Abs- we, get, a, we get a full uh, stack my of uh, algebra theory. arc seekers. To, <laughs> mm. and, then, and then revolution. Oh, it's, it's actually, yeah. it's right there in the gun. Um, that gun is telling us that at the end of Lightfall uh-huh. will be revolution. Um, mm-hmm. That's right. I think the only thing is like, I the thing that surprised me when I was going back and looking at all this lore was how much I felt like it was hinting mm. at what Lightfall will be about and what the end I mean, game will be this about. I mean, this for, is the thing is like, for Destiny. Destiny is always like giving little breadcrumbs that that do end up coming true um it, it's hard in the moment to like yeah. be like wait a minute 
oh, wait, this is that thing, and that thing, and that thing, and that thing. Um, like, wait, Mithrax is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mithrax was, you know, all in the lore and the, the playing cards with everybody. Um, yeah, having a little bit more but, of a personality. Uh, hmm. uh, it, it's also like Dredgen. Yeah. I think I think I'm at the point where like Dredgen Yor is a stage name. Um, like, uh, you know, names. Yes. Names are such a names are such a name. delicate thing, um, but like, I, I don't I don't know that Rezalazir ever stopped being Rezalazir. It was just a mask, um, and, and it's like the the thing yes. is like the story is like Rezalazir was the good guy who became the bad guy, and then it's like oh, but actually he was always the good guy because he was trying to win against the bad guys. And then it's like, oh, but he made a boy into a gun, so maybe not such a good guy. <laughs> maybe a little maybe, bit of a bad dad. Maybe a little bit of a bad yeah. dad. Maybe a little bit of a bad dad at the end. Shin Muffer and his four dads. That's good shit. That's good um, shit. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, let's do, you want to do our, I feel like we got it. Yeah. I feel like we got I, I our story. Is, you know is, what I mean? Like, writ large, this is the story of Reginior, um, the the man who made the golden gun um the whetstone upon which the golden gun the golden gun was sharpened um look sometimes you get that gun mm-hmm. you just put it down on that stone and you just sand it down and that only makes it better i see a lot of youtube videos about this that's how to make gun good a video where he makes a knife out of a gun actually that would be so easy knife for out of a gun. um maybe uh, anyways uh-oh too late. <clears throat> Welcome the to the darkness, darkness zone. Dibs, <laughs> um, would you uh-huh. join me in the hand cannon zone? I mean, the head cannon zone. We're, we've been in the hand cannon zone this whole, uh-huh. this whole episode. <laughs> we've been yeah. in, the, honestly, both. We've been in the hand cannon yeah. zone and the head cannon zone. I'm just going to summarize mine like super fast, just about about Rezel, mm-hmm. about your. My main one is, I think, that. And this is, this is very much my head sure. cannon for me, for my cozy space. Uh, is that Jaren and Rezel sure. had some kind of relationship. Like, the fact that he chases him down to that town, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, oh, did you turn off your phone? I'm going to burn this whole town down. Like, just has that kind of energy. I, I think that I'm thinking about that in an interesting <laughs> light, now that we talked about your pitch, that this was all a uh, additional spin on the on the ruse. Um but yeah, yeah, that's that's my main one. I mean, I think I have some other stuff. The, a lot of the stuff, though, that we talk about is like not really headcanons. I think it's actually just like the shit that happened. Um, the only thing that's explicitly not in the text is the fact that I think that they had. There is a there is a cause and effect. There is a working in tandem mm-hmm. relationship there um, that I think is is cool. And I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the Palamon stuff is like. Man, they really picked a village like out in the middle of nowhere, huh? With like not a lot of oh, people the there. Out of nowhere, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Except for a boy that uh, mm, somehow some uh, people know is special. Yeah. Somehow that's something. A, that a tragedy. Interesting. Surely, however, um, not a lot of not a lot of people. Um. Uh, my yeah. my other like, uh, so like yeah, we talked about like maybe maybe Pahanin and Jaren were like in in on this and were kind of. Um, yeah. willingly offered to this cause, Callum's, Callum's. Yeah. they got Callum'd. 
Um, my other one, and I, I don't know how else we're going to talk about like ghost stories in a, in an easy way. Um, but there is a two part story in ghost stories about a ghost who is looking for their human. Um, and you know, the, the story about ghosts, like the, the thing about ghosts is like, they're always looking for like the one, um, and they'll know it when you, they'll know it when Mm -hmm. they, they see it. And this ghost um, is with a band of refugees because, you know, it's like, well, I don't I don't have my one. Um, I'll keep looking. So I'll just kind of like go where the winds take me. Um, the ghost was venturing with like some refugees heading heading to the last city. Um, and a baby was with them. And uh, I don't remember the details, but died. Um, and the ghost was like, this is it. This is him. I'm going to resurrect this boy, this baby, this infant, uh, and I will become his ghost. Um, there is something weird about like how Shin Malfer is like treated by like the ghost, by Jaren's ghost. Um, like there is an adoptive ghost. That's that's a very weird thing. Um, and like th- there, the connection is like admittedly pretty tenuous but um something about like all this treatment of like shin as like a special boy who has like a particular like weird connection to the light that's unclear maybe um i i think i think shin is that baby um i matthew this is a shin head cannon wait no but we talked about we we talked about Shin, okay, it's maybe a shit head cannon, but uh, I, I don't know. Oh, well, you should maybe okay, put this well, in your pocket. Yeah. This should maybe right. get right well, in it the came pocket. Up, so uh, that, um, here it, it is. did. It did. You're right. You're right. And I think that that's we should def. That's mm, yeah. That's when we should talk about. I think that there's ghost stories that do touch on mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. I think that's one. I think that'd be good one to talk <laughs> about with Shin stuff. And then I do think we should have a special yeah. ghost stories yeah. only, where it's just ghosts that only have one. Because I want to talk about Peach. Who? You know what I mean. Okay, all right. We'll talk about Whomst? Well, that's why we got to do one. Yeah, um, yeah you're just mad because you're like, I have a ton of shinhead cannons. I didn't know we were bringing those. Uh. You <laughs> snuck one. I mean, I snuck all my head okay. cannons in all early, right. so right. you're oh, allowed. Special, to... special case. Special special case for a special boy. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> sad, sad. Do you have any others, or should we head to the fan fiction corner? What's head to the what fan you, fiction what you got? corner? Um, let's see. Okay. This one um, is called One Last Lesson, and it's by Ooh. Actual Hurry. It's rated uh, M. Just checking if there's any other tags. The tags are Canon Typical Violence and Daddy yeah. Issues. So big surprise there. Four times the dad, um, four times the dad issues. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what they what say. They say. <laughs> so this is just sort of an extended... An extended version of what takes place between Shin and Yor mm. on that ridge. Um, it's sort of like a bit of a time warp and a bit of a more uh, deep dive into the psychological stuff mm-hmm. that's happening there. Um, and I think I think it's really well done. I think it sort of fills out that uh, that space between that we talked about happening 
I'm just reading a comment here. <laughs> a note from the author that says, Originally, the Daddy Issues tag was going to be Ascendant Realm Vent Sesh with the guy who killed your dad and is also kind of your dad by extension of what you think of as a dad. <laughs> but apparently that's too long, so Daddy yeah, Issues a, it is. A great, a great tag. Uh-huh, yeah. I think it's beautiful. I think it's... um. I think it's just a wonderful deep dive into that, into that, yeah. you know, context. So, so definitely, definitely check that one out if this seemed interesting to you and you want a little bit more meat mm. on that bone, uh, as they mm-hmm. say in the dad zone. Um, all right. Our first question is, <clears throat> what scandal will rock the North Pole this year? If this is someone sending me questions because I've been watching too much Wait. of the terror, then thank you. Oh, do you not? You. This is, uh, the answer is man foimed, uh. <laughs> That's true. That's also the terror. I see. I'm sorry okay. that I have brain worms and it's all I can see um, are sad, frozen, terrible should, white men on the ice. You should tell me about the, the terror ice. later. Manfoind. Um, Manfoind. Um, easy. Man-foined. Easy solve. Easy, <laughs> easy answer. Manfoind. Manfoind. Um, <laughs> what would each of your dredgen names be? That comes from Coveen. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. Um, hmm. Okay, so this is fun because, like, if I was trying to come up with one that I like seriously thought was good, then it, it, there's the there's the uh-huh. heel version, right? Like, you have to do it like you're. There's two different ways people take dredgen names. There's people who are serious about it, who like actually think they're being cool kids, and then there's people who are taking dredgen names because they know there's, it's there's the people who are um, like the, the thing about all of the particularly like the shadows of your is like we're trying to draw out the people who think that's cool but we don't think it's cool we're we understand it's actually that sucks um Uh, to be fair tebin tebin fucked it up man tebin gray like dredgen gray is so good tebin really pulled it out with that one um okay let me think um dredgen vor no 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 (laughs) bleep bleep that out in post uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> um oh um so okay i have i have an adjacent answer which is like mm-hmm. a, a question that is like always very interesting to me is like what is the fiction of your guardian like you are in yeah. this okay, rich cool. realm of fiction and for, for for like a really long time i was just like i am i am the avatar of myself I am, I, mm-hmm. this is just me in gun form. So it, it was like hard to like kind of think about like, well, who, who is the character that I, who is my warlock in the fiction? What are they about? What, what are their ties to? And I have like, you know, you have like little tidbits and stuff like that. Um, the, the thing I ended up leaning towards, and, and this is also like kind of partially derived from just like, like, what is my play style? Like, what are the things that I lean to? What are my like, um, reputations and things like that? Um, and mm-hmm. I often like, um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I have like a reputation for like running well a lot, even when I was not like asked to in a raid. Um, mm. and like I, I leaned, I, I like to play healers in games. So I like, I played a lot of like healing stuff. Um, I was, I was running Lumina all the time. Uh, even when all the kids mm-hmm. on the playground made fun of me, um, it was, so it was like, okay, I am like this character, uh, not not me i don't mean to cast these things about me but like this character is like yeah, if yeah, i'm trying to like your character figure out like an understanding of like who this is it's like oh they're like the the shining light in the darkness um mm-hmm. like they're probably like tied to like the praxic order 
um, because mm-hmm. they love that shit and uh, loves Dawnblade, loves loves Well of Radiance, stuff like that. Um, so like the name I gave my my warlock is uh, is Polaris Yor the Seventh. All right. Um, because Dredgen Yor is the Eternal Abyss. Um, so Yor Eternal uh, Dredgen Abyss. Polaris, you're sure that makes sense. It's all made up, anyways. This is all just like stage names. Hell yeah! So Polaris, yeah, you're um like the the eternal light, something like that. That's pretty sick. Um, uh, that really helped me, Matthew. Sure. Thank you for that clarification. Uh, Did my it? Wait. <laughs> guardian, my guardian runs bows a lot. Well, the, the context I is see. like it's about okay. our guardians, yeah, yeah. right? Not about us. Um. My guardian runs bows a lot. Uh, that's that's a thing that I do. Mm-hmm. So I think that my dredge name would be Dredgen Vane. Ooh. And V-A-N-E, Vane is the name of the fin of the arrow that stabilizes its motion and flight. Damn. Um that's that's a good that's a good pull. Get him with those uh get him with those archery terms. Well, it's good because like there's other archery terms that could work, mm-hmm. right? Um like uh like what was the one i was playing with i was playing with like uh, fletching or like um uh there's there's a couple other cool ones but vane has that (laughs) edgelord shit also yeah 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 uh i i will propose this is this is purely the the matthew headcanon zone but like there is the 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 face and the heel version um so polaris your is like my my like good guy Mm-hmm. persona um uh it can't just be dredge in your that's too that's too easy um also yep. that's taken um yeah he'll the, come for you um trying to think of something like uh my i i have a, a also in the same way that you have a reputation for bows i have a reputation for uh grenade launchers for uh oh, ill ill and good um yeah that's very uh, safe for everyone involved yeah, yeah. um no, I'm fine. I'm not mad about it. It's fine. I yeah. only died one time. It's too, mm-hmm. too. Not too That one didn't okay. count. Yeah, that one go. didn't count. There that one didn't it. count. No, it was at the beginning. Of course not. <laughs> I will take the one. The other one is was, that doesn't count. I'm editing. Uh, uh, I'm going to edit our like clip reel of our flawless <laughs> garden run. And I can't wait to like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. The shots of like. It's from your point of view. I can't see your point of view when we're in uh-huh. the run attempting to flawless the garden. I can when I watch the footage uh-huh. that you took of us playing, which I appreciate, uh-huh. by the way. Thank you for yeah. doing that. And I can't wait to highlight Fighting Lion and do the zoom, zoom, zoom to the Wii shopping okay. music. Zoom, zoom, wait. zoom on the fight. And then and then you switch to your power weapon and then zoom, zoom, zoom <laughs> on the fucking power grenade launcher alongside the double grenade launcher on our flawless run Matthew it's fine we got it done it's good I'm so happy it worked out I never I never I never killed myself with fighting lion no that's your friend fighting lion is my friend it's also very easy to not die because you just keep holding the trigger until it's a safe distance away sticky grenades Mm -hmm. are fun but those are dangerous that's all. That's all. That's all. Uh huh. So anyway, anyways, <laughs> you were saying, <laughs> um, Dredgen Arc, like the arc of a beautiful grenade oh. from the fighting lion lobbing across okay. the field. Can I pitch a um 
uh, a sort of extension sure. or maybe yeah, like yeah. a tagline yeah, on yeah. that. Uh, a line that's always stuck with me. I don't read a lot of Stephen King, but I enjoyed the Stephen King short story about the guy whose wife is killed by the mob and then he does an elaborate ruse to bury them on a construction site of a road. And the way he... Uh, devises this is he has to investigate how um, you know how to get a car to like go off the road and into a pit because he's going to bury this car in concrete to avenge his you know fridged wife and he says he's reading about the arc of descent and the Stephen King short story he says that phrase the arc of descent stuck in his mind as a beautiful thing Mm. and that reminded me of that I'm into it it's uh, it's just it's just the right amount of stupid right what else we got um in an au oh wait well okay you don't need to answer now but i do want you to think about your polaris name what like my 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 not heel yeah, what's, yeah, what's the, the, the not face. heel the soft yeah. boy the face okay they don't call them soft boys <laughs> no not generally um well it depends on the fandom <laughs> um all right uh in an au where uh did we settle on a pronunciation of this hive name Zior, uh, Shior. I was saying Zior. And then you were Zior the betrothed, had been Zior the single and ready to mingle. Would we have been potentially spared the creation of Dredge and Yor? Asking for a friend. Who? Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean. Hmm. Uh, this is from. Hmm. Oh, this is from hmm. Randy on behalf of Tyra Karn. Thank you, Randy, and thank you, Tyra Karn. Thank you, Tyra. Um, I think no. I think I think Zior was. Um, um, I think she's still ready to. I mingle. think she's still ready. To I mingle. think that betrothed does not preclude uh-huh. single. Yeah. Oh, you think you mingle. think the hive are the like really bound to polyamorous? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think that the hive are not. You, you can be betrothed, but still ready to mingle. Um, let right? me just let me just put this. Here's the let other me thing. put this up top. <laughs> Don't fuck wizards. Yes. Don't fuck wizards. Don't fuck wizards. Don't fuck wizards. Don't fuck Don't wizards. Do it. They'll be the worst exes yes. you've ever had in your life. Um, like big, big fan of wizards. Don't fuck them. Um, don't big yeah, yeah big Mm-mm. fan of wizards but they have a tendency to go very sad yeah. and very uh just however in their shit. A sad wizard is of course my favorite fucking thing in the world. So you know. Matthew, do you know I have a t-shirt that says sad wizard? Do you? Oh. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so good. What if I had infinite power and I, I could make mistakes very <laughs> easily? So, um so this sad. is this to me I'm is so... the the appeal of the uh the heavy grenade launcher. Um uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, uh-huh. Okay, I see how it is. Yeah, I think that I think that, you know, here's the thing is I think that either, you know, she's still she's still ready to mingle. Um but I think that this this enlightens me to an alternative viewing of this scene mm-hmm. where her like whispering in Rezalazir's ear and calling him a small fragile thing is all part of her elaborate foreplay with this like giant you know knight who comes through to like fuck him uh-huh. up and um, good for them yeah you know yep. good for them. Uh, I'm I'm honestly I'm not sure if I believed the story of Zior. Okay, it's very convenient. Who's who's Matthew, telling it to us? We're at the end. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Wait. No. No. I want to go back to the headcanon zone. No. 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 I swear to fucking god. Oh my god. To be fair, I think this is the same narrator who refers to Atlas, which is the most like omniscient narrator we've sure. seen in Destiny. I am. I am sus. Yeah. I am. I am sus of omniscient narrators that reference Greek mythology. A hundred percent. So, uh, <clears throat> Rezalazir obviously 
listen to old cowboy music like Big Iron? That's not the question. The question is, it is true. Did he listen to it more or less once he became Dredge and Yor? Was there a slight genre shift, or did he just recast himself in the songs as the bad guy this time? Ooh, pretty good. Um, hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know okay, anything about Big Iron. So he definitely Iron, would so. change his like. He would definitely change his entrance music to be some more like grunge metal mm-hmm. shit. I think that. Here's what I think. I think that you listen to the metal as like a stage front. You know what I mean? Um, but then you listen to those sad cowboy jams to keep you true to your Resolizier purpose, which is turning this boy into a gun. Um, there is, sorry, this will be a note for, for you later, Dibs. Um, there are fireworks going yes. off in my neighborhood. So I hear them. Yeah, well, that's fun for everybody. <laughs> um, everybody hear the fireworks? It's, everyone celebrate. It's uh, June. Um, those better be pride fireworks, motherfuckers. It's June 25th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The day of fireworks. Uh-huh. We know it. We yeah. love it. Friday fire. Maybe they're just casual Friday fireworks. Yeah. Uh, Friday, y'all. A little, a little bit of TJF uh, explosives. It's Daniel uh, Craig. He's out there setting off fireworks outside. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the weekend. <laughs> um... Uh, uh, I think, I think Rose Lazier is still listening to the same music, but like on the DL, like, uh, the big spooky bad man doesn't listen to music. That's silly. He's only listening to music is not a big bad guy activity. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I do think that, um, Orville Peck has big shin mouth for energy. Who? Orville Peck. He sings gay, sad cowboy songs. What? Wait, hold on. I need this. Yeah. It's what? good. <laughs> Why did, why did yeah, I, why didn't I get an email about this? I want that. I like it. I don't I don't like some of the songs. He did like a song with Shania Twain that I thought was too poppy, but some of the other songs about just being like sad and lonely and gay yeah. are good. Right. Um no Google, I did not want Orville Redenbacher. Um is the thing <laughs> If Orville Redenbacher sings sad songs about being <laughs> gay cowboy them. The secret <laughs> the secret history. Um uh, is the thing that Dredge and Yor wanted to create is it just Golden Gun or is it something more? I don't know. I think we maybe have answered this in our discussion. I think it's, I don't think he knew it was going to be Golden Gun. I think it was, I'm going to turn that boy into something sharp. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be sharp. I am a gunsmith, but I don't, I can't make a gun in the normal way. I have to, how do we make a, make a, a better gun out of the light? Yeah, I'm going to take my, my X is going to go away. I'm going to feel sad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take like X angst and boy clay oh. and turn oh, it into a gun. Oh, uh, people are going to clip that and just, that's going to be on a soundboard in a year. Um, <laughs> no. Boy clay. Boy, boy clay. clay. Boy clay. Don't make boy clay. Boy clay. Don't, don't do it. Stop. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm uh, thinking about moving over to boy clay. <laughs> across, the, across the bay. This is It's not a bad ride. You can get that ferry from Boy yeah. Clay. You take it uh, take it over to Oakland. Know, you... I know the adjacent cities so that you don't have to take a boat, but you can. Oh my god. That's a, a good time I, I live in San Francisco for five years. Clay. That is a San Francisco accent. Don't at me. Um is mm-hmm. every super derived from dead dads? This see, okay, see this this is what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. This is this is what I want to hear. Because you know who else made a lot of supers? You know who? Okay, Matthew, who taught Osiris? 
Uh, wait, who did teach us hers? You got it. Wait. Come on. Here we go. We know him. We love him. Avenging. You get killed by it in the Crucible all the time. It's It sucks. Uh, we see the trials loadouts come through and we're like, ah, fuck. It's um, Adept Messenger and blank and, uh, and, and another gun and an exotic... Oh, uh, I'm getting I'm getting a psychic message from the chat. It's Felwinter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Felwinter made up exotics. What did Felwinter have? Felwinter did have. Um, I don't know. Mm, Felwinter's dad not dead. Emphatically not dead. <laughs> no, okay, not dead, but shitty. Yes, that's but true. Shitty dad, yeah. bad dads. Bad dad. Maybe this. Maybe this is not dead dads, but bad dads. Maybe maybe all the confusing dad feelings. What is our expression of the traveler's light but confusion mm. about absent fathers? It's true. Um, what is what is the traveler except uh, a distant father who refuses to talk to us? Um, the hmm, every super. Okay, here's here's my flip on the question. Um, what dead dad was derived from which super? There's too many supers. Say what? We'd have to do. We'd have to do. What is it? Bur- Nine per. Yeah, class. break me off one. That's fine. <laughs> three. No, three only times nine. Six, seven per class. It's fine. Uh, uh, and darkness doesn't are count. Are there any notable ones? Uh, Here's all right, Matthew. Which dad are you calling back? Which super? Okay, I'm trying to think. Okay, I'll I'll handle the warlock. Um, all right. Which dad texts you and you're like, okay, I'll text back. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I'm saying multi-tether, Dad. Okay. I think, actually, the only uh, uh, object that warlocks have is the Dawnblade. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just like, what's up, baby? This is just magic. We're magic. Are you telling me you're texting Osiris back? Because that's fine. I Saint won't come for you. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it i think i i think yeah if i'm thinking of like warlock supers that could be like attached to people um i think it's gotta be i think it's gotta be like osiris and the dawnblade and that, that's like a i think that is like firmly headcanon of like me trying to think that osiris invented the he invented that shit um but it makes sense yeah i think that uh, if I was just choosing a dad to text back based on um, Hunter super feels, mm-hmm. it's the multi-tether dad. And I'm going to say the multi-tether dad is Tolua Fairwind. Oh. Call me back. Okay. okay. I, I accept. I accept. Um, uh, speaking of the Dawnblade, uh, which super would you like implemented as an exotic uh, along the lines of like Golden Gun and the Last Word? Um, we can wield the Last Word uh, as like a physical object. Um, there was some talk in the chat of like, what if the Dawnblade was a sword? Please make the Dawnblade a sword. Oh, 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 ooh! I want the spectral blades. Oh, oh, fuck oh. it up. Well, um, yeah. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> doesn't fit into a model that exists in the game currently, but good luck. Um, <sighs> so what if we had special ammo swords though that were just knives? You got one. Um, Dawnblade would be good. Um. Uh, how come how come the other classes get like cool artifacts? We just have the Dawnblade. Um Do you have some things? Hey, buddy. Yeah. You got some stuff? Yeah, like 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 what dibs? What do we got? 
Nova's cool. Yeah, but it's there's not like a there's not like a thing. It's just like I conjure the void. But that's from you. That's your yeah. void. I do. I am. I am that. full of a lot of void. You yeah. did that for you. Mm. You don't need an object. Okay. It's just you. Right. Well, I already I I already wielded the Nova bomb in the game, so um, <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> Implemented <laughs> as an exotic. Okay, uh-huh. we were um, we were talking about. Okay, here's my exotic pitch. I want to be able to load bullets into my fists. I don't know. That's that's all I got right now. Uh, I just I think that would be cool. Uh-huh. What if you could punch bullets? Uh-huh. Listen, I've seen it in anime yeah. before. I know it can be done. Like, that's literally gonna say they're holding they're holding out on us. Bungie, Bungie, call me. I want a super that does what um, Nintendo. What is his name? Fucking Shin. Who? Matthew Who? from Dora Hey Doro. Uh, the Hammer Guy. Yeah. yeah. I want a super that does what Shin, but from Dora Hey Doro, does to bodies, because that's sick as shit. Oh, where it uh, like dismantles them but doesn't kill them. <laughs> it just segments things. Yeah. In a way that's kind of sad. It's like turns a human being into Legos, but the Lego creases you could never see until yeah. you did a terrible thing to them. Mm. That'd be kind of cool. Um, if you, reader, listener, viewer, gamer, have questions, you can send them in to the link in the show notes. Um, or keep an eye, uh, follow our Twitter at, at the lore is gay. Um, always has been. Always has been. Always will be. Um, and we will uh, send out calls for calls for questions about like what topic we are going on next, um, and then you can be like, I I have a lot of questions about that, blah 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 blah, blah and send it to us, and then we will uh, answer them summarily. Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably. Um, Dibs, who who was the MVP this episode? Uh, oh, hi, Alphonse. I mean, uh, I mean, it's the boy gun. But I don't particularly want it you to You just be want it to gun. not be Shin because that's such an easy answer. Yeah, I do. I mean, like, we just did this. This is a big one. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is the boy gun. Like, his whole experience is making the boy gun. The other thing we could do is, like, talk about sword logic and say how sword logic is actually the MVP because it allowed Rezalazir to have the insight to create the boy gun to begin with and became the whole like pivot point of his characterization and at that point we could do someone like Zivu or uh, some other random ass hive creature okay here's here's my thing it's, it's the MVP yeah. versus who we go to next don't have to be the same I think I think the who we do next can be like Someone who we, I think that should be a natural spinoff. That should be someone we talked about that we want to pull on. Um, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that they have to be the MVP. Because if the MVP yeah, is Shin, true. then the MVP, MVP should just be Shin. I think that, yes, and I agree. I think the MVP is Shin because if it's not, that's going to make Brazil Zier feel like he really wasted his sad, <laughs> shitty I, I just life. wasted a boy. And I took this boy out of nowhere. My ex adopted him, mm-hmm. and what did I get out of it? Nothing. Yeah. But you did get something. You got you you got a cool super um, that I love to put a weird bird face on and use <laughs> all the time. So hunters are weird. Shoutouts to you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I would simply oh you don't put a mask. No, on I would simply always be a, a bird, <laughs> just always flying around. Um, yeah. Why do you need a mask? Um, mm-hmm. The uh, Shin obviously obviously um, valuable player here, most valuable yeah, yeah. player. Yeah. I'm I'm like leaning a little bit towards Jaren. Just because, but like, particularly because of, like, this headcan of, like, Jaren. Matthew. Uh-huh. I'm so glad we went on this journey okay, together. Right. Um, like, thinking of, like, Jaren as, like, in in on it in some way. Like, it's one thing for Dredge and Yor to be, like, I'm going to go on this, this rampage. I'm going to um, do some horrible fucking things in the name of making this boy into a big gun um, to, to point at the darkness. <laughs> it's another thing entirely to be like, hey, sweetie, are you up? I've been thinking. Um, and then Jaren to be like, say. yes, this is a good idea. And I'm going to be a part of it in some way. Um, in, in what way... I'm 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 I think I'm just talking myself more into it of like yes Jaren was in on it in what way I'm not yeah. I don't know that I have a, a firm like belief on yet but I think I think Jaren I, I like this is an MVP because it even works in the opposite sense because sometimes you get dumped and it makes you realize who you're supposed to be and that's an anvil for boy clay yeah. okay hold on I'm gonna take this quick quick back to the headcanon zone do you think I'm I'm now wondering about the timeline of like Jaren being pulled into it is it like Dredgen Yor I can't believe who you are now you used to be you used to be the man I loved well actually sweetie let me tell you some shit that'll change your fucking mind or was it okay okay so on the 23rd I'm gonna go out to Palamon and okay I appreciate your headcanon and I think it's beautiful and I think I'd be interested mm-hmm, in it mm-hmm. I think my headcanon is more like <laughs> headcanon <laughs> my battles. headcanon is more <laughs> I appreciate it. I love it. I think it's beautiful. I'd be happy if it existed. I think that my headcanon is more Jaren being like, I think Jaren is a um, a prototype hunter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think Jaren is like, I don't want to be tied down by shit. Like, I like this guy. He's called the mountain. How am I not going to hit that mm-hmm. back? Are you kidding me? Like, he pulls me into an alley. That's hot shit. When I come into town, like, once every four months. Great. Mm-hmm. But now he's talking about serving some higher purpose he's on some like next level titan shit mm-hmm. i i i i get it but i'm not like fully there i think jaren was more wishy-washy in a way that i think is true to a prototype hunter and that's where i land on it more like i'm doing things on impulse but i'm not totally thinking about them and so i think in that moment he's like Ah, this kid's all right. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, you want to check out my gun? Okay. You're nice. Okay. Hi. Um, all right. Oh, now I'm here facing my, you know, ex-booty call on this cliffside, and he's talking about his stuff again. It might make a little bit of sense. I'll just kind of see what happens. I think Jaren's a little bit more of a leaf on the wind mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in my headcanon as a hunter, Uh, but... I think they're both good. I think they're both good. And that's why the lore is yeah, good. You know what I mean? They, they can coexist. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'll, I'll, I'll stick, I'll stick to Jaren. Yeah. Um, Rizal Azir. 
Uh, fire team, murder, or kill? That's hot girl summer shit. Are you? Come, I'm hitting that shit. Are you kidding me? That's that's fire <laughs> team fire team shit. shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, Let's go fire hell team. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, to to. Um, instant text back. Let's, let's go, like, Rezla's let's here. Go. Let's let's go. Let's, let's go, go fight some enemies together. Um, let's let's become entangled. Like he's called the mountain, uh-huh. but that's not what he called himself. That's what yeah. everyone else calls yeah. him. Can you imagine like turning up at the hunter bar and being like, you seen this guy, the mountain? Yeah. I'm like, he's, no, excuse he's me. as big as Atlas out in the crowd. Yeah. Can you like, oh, that guy. Okay. Excuse yeah. me. I'm going to go for a minute. Like, that's right. uh... I'm just going to step aside for one moment here. Uh, it's good shit. Something we didn't even talk about in the episode is the fact that like, this is more of a sh- I guess it's more of a Shin episode. The, the entire thing is like Jaren and Rezel were always alone. And that's like the thesis is like they did not have a fire team. Mm-hmm. They didn't have people who were close to them. But they were just alone. And But they had the commonality. That's what huh? made them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ships in yeah. the night, you know. Just yeah. Mm. Just two captains of their own ship. Oh, we got a lot to talk about, huh? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some stuff. Yeah. Well, a unanimous fire team vote yeah. on on that one, which I, I'll say we skipped right past murder. We skipped right past the option yeah, of, um, too easy. you know, killing killing a dark scourge. But then we wouldn't have golden gun. I like I said, I like putting on the bird face <laughs> and hitting that crit uh, shot. That feels yeah. good. And you know, other crit shots that could come in lieu of a fire team connection would also be appreciated. Uh-huh. So hmm. fire team feels like the the correct answer. Yeah. Um, who, who do we want to talk about next time? This, we, we, oh so God. we talked the top. Is Shin, Shin is the very obvious, like, next episode. I'm, okay, here's the thing, is we didn't say Saint when we did Osiris, because I feel like Saint shit is coming, uh-huh. and I'm excited to, like, see what, do they get a divorce? Do we include in the Saint episode how they secure a lawyer and what that looks mm-hmm. like? That'd be neat. Um... So we push Saint off. I want to get more of the Shin story. I don't know if we're going to. Mm. I think that would be sick. If we had a trailer for a future season and there was some anonymous hunter coming through the mist and it was Shin, I would lose my fucking <laughs> shit. I would completely lose it. I don't think it's going to happen. I feel like the way they told the Shin story through the lore entries we got felt kind of like this is what you're going to get for this. I would love to be proven wrong on that, but I do feel like the lore has put a little bit of a period on that. And so I would be, I would be okay doing it because I feel like there's not going to be any major developments. That's my suspicion, Mm. which like I said, would love it if I was wrong, but that's my vibe. Okay. My only thought is like, we talked about Shaira who, who like plays a very similar role as like the, the kind of like inquisition burning out the, um, you know the the corruption. Um, Rizalzir also like very t- closely tied to that story. Um, I I I don't think it would be wrong to just like go and do the Shin stuff. Um, but I think there are other options for like jumping around. Um, I'm not sure. Sh- yeah, what I'm do you not got? Sure about. I'm trying to think of what what is like directly connected to this in an interesting way. And like we have Rizalzir in the City Age, which. You know, we could draw sure. some connections of like, okay, well, you know, Zavala. Like, Zavala was around why in the city ma- age. Why make a city? Why make a city? Um, oh, Matthew, uh-oh. the fan fiction where Zavala is watching Rez Lazier from a distance. 
and being like, I look up to him. He's strong. He's doing something right. Mm -hmm. Like, and then here's all this shit that goes down with him. Like, what's the Zavala side of that story? Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's a good fic prompt. I, I'm into that. That's kind of, mm, that's interesting. I was going to put that in a file somewhere. Um, <sighs> uh, the, other, the other direction I could see going is like, the reason Rezel, the reason, you know, Rezel, uh, Dredge New York, turns Shin into a gun is because he has this influence of sword logic. Mm. Where does that sword logic come from? I'm, like, we could do some hive shit in terms of digging into, like, what is it that makes a hive character who they are? Mm -hmm. What are their motivations? How do they feel about love and family and the sword logic? And how does that all knit together? Yeah. But that's also shit that you know we're going to want to talk about before the new expansion drops. Uh, I think, so. I think, oh, a Crota episode would be good. Or sorry, not Crota. Oryx, the other one. <laughs> His dad. His dad. Um, oh, speaking, mean, of, a dad? speaking of um, uh, speaking bad dads of giving dads. us power, um, yeah, like uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of hive stuff we could touch on. Um, I think I think orcs is also a good like one to talk about, like the burdens, right? Like we've been talking in to a certain extent about these. Um, look, Oryx is the tank. Oryx is the titan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of the three. Yeah. Wait. No. Yeah. No. Oryx is the hunter. Oryx Titan. Zuphareth oh. is the Titan. Shit. <laughs> My metaphors crumbled uh. around me. <laughs> Fuck. Shit. <laughs> My wrestling wine has betrayed uh -huh. me. Um, we could, um, we talked a little bit about, uh, Pahanin. We could talk, uh, there. There's a whole story with, like, the Vault of Glass fire <gasps> oh team. Oh my god. What if we did the Vault of Glass fire that team? Would, that would be good. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, this is, like, stuff that is new to me of, like, just reading the stuff about these teams. Um, that also... That's kind of... That's kind of seasonal. That's kind of fun. Okay, so here's where I'm torn between. Mm -hmm. That's seasonal. That's fun. If we do Shin, it allows us to at least start our um, inevitable three-part series on fucking Germany. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, like, the if we do, if we, okay. I I also, I like, I like going on, like, left turns of, like, okay, well, the logical, the, the low-hanging fruit after Rezel is Shin. The low-hanging fruit after Shin is Drifter. The low-hanging fruit after Drifter, Drifter is Felwinter. Low-hanging fruit after Felwinter is Rasputin. Like, I can see that path, um, and it's not necessarily bad, but I do like the idea yeah. of, like, going on... I like on weaving and winding weaving and a winding, little bit. Yeah. Let's... Okay, I... Oh. Uh, food for thought. Ones. I really like the journey we went on for this week, uh, where we went from... The thing that struck us most about Shiora's story was Reed, right? Yes. And the thing that made Reed who he was and who was someone who was so uh intriguing for us someone who was so exciting for us was this deeply tightened nature of bearing the burdens of the world on your shoulders cracking under that pressure and succumbing to the darkness so like is there a tidbit you know what i mean is there a morsel in the rezzle story like that um uh tidbits from this episode do you have a morsel like from this that's like Ooh, yeah, that's something chewy and good. Ooh, I like that. Um, th there's a section of like facades, um, of the I'm doing this thing and I'm telling you I'm doing this thing, but actually I'm doing a fucking different thing entirely. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of like other. Okay. Uh -huh. I have a, I have a complete weird wrench. Uh -uh. Um, 
we love a weird wrench. What about shacks? Shacks. Oh, oh, I mean, I wouldn't have to be like convinced to do shacks. Um, shacks does what Rezil does in the opposite way. Shacks is our favorite dad. Mm, shacks is is using the light to to forge the light. Um, if you told Shacks take this boy and turn him into a gun, he'd be like, "I'm gonna kick your fucking ass." Don't you fucking come How around here you. again? I'm gonna take this boy. I'm gonna sit him down in my house. We're gonna have tea. Uh-huh. We're gonna watch a nice family uh-huh. film. I'm gonna play baseball with this yeah. boy. I've got an extra catcher's mitt. Just for him. We're going to play catch. I'm going to train him how to throw and how to, you know, bat with the baseball. Uh-huh. We're going to do a baseball episode right now. That's the Shaxx mm. energy. It's the opposite energy. Um, Shaxx would be good. Shaxx gets also gets, I don't know. Uh, Shaxx is also like a character who like, I think I know some stuff about. But like, uh, would would also be like an investigation for me um, in in a good yeah. way. Um Matthew, that's a great way to get to the Dark Age. I mean, we can just go to the Dark Age now because Rizal is here. We can go whenever we want. But Shax is like very Dark Age. Yeah. Like Shax is. We do Shax. We can go into wherever we want. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't hate Shax. I think that's a good, that's a fun, that's a fun direction to go in. Bad dads to good dads? Shax would never turn a boy into a gun. I like I say this, and Shax is like slowly turning us all into guns, yes. but with heart, yeah. like with guns a smile that have and pulses. A hearty laugh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, guns that can laugh with him. Guns that it's not. He's not turning us into guns. He's making our guns bigger. Mm-hmm. He just wants us all to do push-ups with him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And still be people mm-hmm. and humans mm-hmm. that we can hang out with. And um, yeah. Hmm. Um, I, I, yes, you sold me on, you sold me on Shax as, as, uh, a weird direction. Okay, yeah, I'll do Shax. Um. I mean, yeah, I'll do Shax. It's, it's, um, uh, well, last episode was Shira, but thinking about Reed and it's, it's the Titan trilogy. Um, yeah, you know, here is, here is a Titan being, um, worn down by by like the forever war um, and here is uh, alternatively Shax who survived a forever war um, and is is training us in this one yeah I kind of love it Shax is kind of the opposite situation right like Shax has been around just as long but had a very different reaction yeah because hmm. he sort of like took it in different you know what I mean? Um, Rezilzir is the face who put on the mask of the heel, and Shax was the heel who put on the mask, the, the mask of the face. Mm-hmm. I don't... Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. And, That's the teaser for next I know, week. I know what wrestling right there. is. That and, that and that. don't fuck wizards. Um, that and don't fuck wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, well, let's, let's talk about Shax next time. Let's do Shaxx. The reason I'm also kind of excited about Shaxx is because, like like you said, we know some stuff about Shaxx, but it's this weird... I, I think Shaxx is ri- wrapped in a similar mythology, but we've had less of a deep dive into that mythology. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I'd be excited to do some exploring of, like, uh, portioning out the the sheen from the girth the, that word. The, sheen, the sheen from the, sure. the love to separate the, the sheen from the shax's girth 
Uh-huh. <laughs> what the fuck am I? I don't know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about. Welcome, welcome to Powerful um, Friends After Dark. No. <laughs> Where we separate the sheen from the girth. The, um, the wheat from the shaft? Not... The yeah sure I'm thinking of a word that's similar to tactile but it's like uh, a solid object whatever mm-hmm. in any the case heft. there is like the heft there's like a there's a truth to shacks uh-huh. right but there's a lot of sheen there's a lot of shine yes. there's a lot of glitz right um, there's a lot of myth and I think that's a similar a similar thing to Rezal Azir only from a different perspective yes. they used Rezal for propaganda. Probably use shacks for propaganda too, <laughs> but with a different tone. Nice. Thank you to Izuna Drop for the use of their tracks off the album Million Sunday. You can find more of their music at izunadrop.bandcamp.com. That's I Z U N A drop.bandcamp.com. Um, uh, Dibs, you know who's up to sponsor pie? I don't fucking know. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Um, the, the dark, the darkness. Um, I, let me just uh, reread this. Uh, sorry. Rezal Azir's ex before Jaron Ward. <laughs> I told you, I was. Right. The uh, uh, rereading this check here. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Zior's Bridal. Um, if you have um, uh, that's like uh, that's the punchline. Zior's Bridal. Zior, Zior the betrothed. Um, Dibs, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yeah. Hi. You can find me at ML Dibs on Twitter talking about AMC's season one of The Terror too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to have some fan fiction about Rezalazir and Jaron Ward, you can drop me a line and I will DM you a link. Uh, you can find me on the internet, uh, or on Twitter at least at MRFB. Um, uh, live tweeting all of the Clone Wars <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why, but I keep yeah. doing it. Um, Clone Wars is good, is why. Yeah. I, I have a lot of thoughts about fashion and uh, uh, Padme's bones. Padme's bones are too much. They, her, her, her clavicle? Girl, you're going to cut somebody. There's something weird with her, her diaphragm happening where she has like a, a, a weird like bone spur or something i don't know you, it's... you need to know the babies are gonna go yeah in there. um we could do a clone wars special fashion episode that'd be great i it would go out for nine hours yeah that's that is true yeah. um dibs i'd like to do something a little bit different at the end of this episode uh you know i think oh, okay. um uh I, you know i oftentimes you know you you thank me for being a powerful friend and then you know i give I you a random mod um, I, I think maybe that's a little unfair. So today, I want to thank you, Dibs, for being a powerful friend. Oh, Matthew. Yeah. That's so sweet. I'm, I'm Do you have beside myself. And I want, you know, Matthew, I'd like to thank you. <laughs> Matthew, I'd like to thank you for being... For for uh huh for for being an explosive finisher. Oh no! <laughs> well, welcome to Powerful Friends After Dark. After Dark. Um, <clears throat> uh, you should also. It's those more mind cells, right? Like, is that what that does? Sure. Sure. I picked out Dragonfly Spec from a random mod picker for you ahead of time. Um, Wait,
does that. Uh, finishers, no, big move, finishers right? restore grenades. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Look, for Titans, right? Titans are all about that high discipline. No, they're not. What? What? Is that, that, is that not true? I just turned my Titan. Titans are notoriously disciplined. Wow. Good. That's what I like. <laughs> no, no, I don't like smoothing well, radio. Welcome, welcome to the darkness zone. <laughs> Powerful friends after dark. Late night jazz. It's our NPR podcast. <laughs> welcome to Radio Lab, but Destiny. Uh, and this is. Are you eating an apple? I'm sipping some water. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Crunchy water. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, this is going to be good. The wine that I'm drinking is unfiltered rosé, which makes it sort of like half rosé, half sour okay. beer. And it had a it had a big Mexican wrestler Ooh. face on the front. So I was really excited um, to I buy like, it. And now it tastes very I like funky. the like uh, edgy like MTV's branding notion of like rosé raw unfiltered. <laughs> I know, right? With the like metal mm-hmm. font. Uh-huh. What are you drinking? Yep. Wine? Fuck that! Drink rose unfiltered <laughs> and raw. It'll kick your ass. Kind of is kicking. And then the ass. not not in a heavy way, not like yeah. in an alcoholic way, but in a like this tastes like fermented things. Um, when you way. in the commercial, when you take a I'm sip, okay the the luchador wrestler just like mm-hmm. grabs you and then just suplexes you, and you go, "Hmm." God, I wish. That sounds great. You would crack my back over this bandsaw oh, that I'm sitting at. I need to crack my back. Later. 